Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Slap? Yes. <laughs> no. Maybe. That cat's out of the bag now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You've been outed. At least in this area. All right. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, we got a, a smaller crew today than last week for so sure. Bare minimum three man crew. Yeah, three man. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Brian would have had. If we would have bailed, Brian would have to go around to each mic and try to do a impersonation. How cool would that be? I think maybe at some point, and that'd be a long project. I will record a podcast and play y'all's parts. I, yeah. I will make you guys look smart. Oh, That's, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> only one, there's only one direction, but up. <laughs> I promise. I promise. So we have the newly bearded Paul after shaving off his yeah, face. I'm, Growing. I'm, I'm, it's, it's getting it's, there. It might be gone next week. You never know. Okay. Could be Amish. Could be not. You should just do the mutton chop thing, man, yeah, about six inches down. I should. That would be awesome. <laughs> like should. if I didn't have to go to a, like a place where they, would, they, they do frown on me for the beard thing that I grow yeah. as is and my hair is not cut like theirs. If I could just do whatever I wanted, dude, I would have hair down on my ass and like the craziest beard because I just don't want to. I don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, but damn, the, shaving's a pain. Damn, damn the, hipster! It is a pain, dude. No, it's like I nearly cut it this morning. I was like, eh, maybe tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know, once it gets long, then you, you then you gotta like really work at it to get it. It becomes off. a lot of maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Well, even keeping it like as it's growing out. Looking even and all that stuff. It's a lot of maintenance. I'll just hell with that. Just let it go. Yeah. Uh, that's when I had it. Grow it out. Just when grow I had it, it you I had grow it out. You you go to a place that probably don't give a shit either. I I I'm at home all the time. I, I know, work from home. Then, you know. Why don't you? Other have, than other than the misses. Why know? are you trying to run around in fake professionalism? What's well, up with I, that? I don't he, care. Yeah, I haven't got a haircut in months now. So he, look, he look, my hair's getting shabby. I have a feeling Ron likes getting laid occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is that. She does prefer. I asked her one time. I said, "Do you like beard?" Or do you like clean shaving? She told like, you not to shave it off, right? No, she, well, he, she does. She wants me to have the goatee. She doesn't mm-hmm. want. She doesn't like me without anything. But uh, do you like me to shave the the beard? Keep have a beard or shave it off the side? She's like, oh, I kind of like you not having a beard. So. And what about hair length? And she didn't care. She didn't care. Yeah. See, I might have. Uh, dude, I remember you used to have one back in the falls. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. You look like well, Charlie that, Manson. That was that <laughs> tall, like two Charlie Mansons stacked on it. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie Manson's younger, taller, crazier brother. If, if is Charlie Manson like. was given given uh, shoulder rides to another Charlie Manson, you remember when I had that? Uh, yeah, because he's like five two. That yeah. Sam's Club picture that when I was like, grow, I had my hair growing out, I had it long, and then I had I didn't shave for a long time. I had right. a full Amish beard going. Yeah. And they like somehow that was where Paul coined me as the Mad Woodchopper. Wood <laughs> Woodchopper, Mad Woodchopper. So we do have Radical Ron on hello, the podcast, hello, and then we hello. have me. 
Um, so has anybody done anything interesting? Watched any interesting shows this week? Yeah, not really. <laughs> I started a couple. I started a couple. What you? Uh, I thought what, about one. What'd you start on? Well, and it's. I think this may be <clears throat> one of the big three has kind of picked up on like, hey, this is kind of a cool thing to do. So, the last one that I talked about for was NBC as well. Was the slap? It was their. More right. than a mini series, less than a commitment. What to a full series. series! Yeah, what was it like six episodes? Or I think it was six seven, or seven, seven yeah. something like that. And your, your mini series used to be the typical used to be a three night affair. Yeah, you know it was like two hours on three nights, like when they did. Unless it was like Shogun. Th- it was, yeah, Shogun and the Thornbirds. All those. Uh, I thought those were all three four nights. Really? Yeah, I think Damn. it was. Yeah, like, but they were like two hours. Weren't yeah, they? no, they were three yeah. two hour episodes. So it was like six hours yeah. worth. Yeah, dude, the Thornbirds. Man, if, you know, if you've ever read, that's digging it, reaching into the past. I know. And if you've ever read any Shogun, of, it was too. Is what's his name? Richard uh, Linkletter. No, and it, well, the, well weren't all those or most Crap, of those uh, Mitchner novels? That yes, were, yes. And I did read almost all of his stuff in high school. Richard and, Chamberlain, yeah, Richard Chamberlain. And uh, dude, there's yeah. like six hours. There's no way you can even cover or touch what's in his books. I know because those books are yeah. long. Yeah. He did a really cool one called Hawaii, which was the history of Hawaii. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. What was the World War Two one he did? The uh, oh shit, they did that as a miniseries too. Well, this. No, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get it right. And I don't want to get eighty. Don't want to get called out for being incorrect. Don't want to get PBO. Nineteen eighty was uh, was uh, Shogun and then Thornbirds was eighty three. Eighty three. Wow. Well, that's four. four. Oh, Thornbirds was four episodes. Mm, breaking out of the box there a little bit. Yep. But I like that one because of Rachel Ward. I had a little thing for her. Yeah, yeah, I barely remember her. She was in uh, Against All Odds, too. Yeah. She was the, the hot brunette in that. You know me and brunettes? I feel this but like there, She was the second tier girl in that, Against All Odds, right? Because it was... Um, only... Oh, I only like... You don't remember the Phil Collins song? <laughs> second, second tier girl? <laughs> oh, no, she was a number one. God, it's yeah. been so long since I've seen that. Um. And I remember, I must have been, when did this come out? 94, 84? So I guess it hit cable in like 85. It was pretty risque, if the, I remember correctly. Against all odds? Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of hot scenes in that yeah. movie. I mean, for today. It's tame, today's standard. Oh, yeah, yeah. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the uh, <laughs> Fat Boy. Brian, Brian liked it. <laughs> um, so NBC <laughs> has now rolled out. and I, they're Mostly, mostly turgid. <laughs> yeah. Mostly turgid. Back in the day. Three you know, quarters you is to, all I have to call you had to look, it. I had to watch what you could. Like, eh, I wouldn't call it fully erect, but I could still get it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why don't we watch Solid Gold? <laughs> I never did. I hate Like, and still to this day, dance and stuff comes on. Boy, I leave the room like nobody's business, man. So it, it, I read an article, and it seemed like from the article that this was going to be another series that was going to be like nine ten episodes imdb does this thing where if they believe there's another series going to be made but it hasn't been announced they just put a dash so it'll put you say 2015 dash oh Oh, yeah i think you i think you mentioned that before they're um, pretty they're pretty good about that um so i don't don't know And, and typically that means that nothing's been firmed up but um the the name of the show is Aquarius. Have you guys seen ads for this? Yes, we, we almost watched it the other night. The one with uh, David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu. 
Yeah, I think I've, the whole I've, thing. It just I've debuted heard, I've heard on of it, I, I like Thursday, last Thursday night. It came out. Yeah, the reason the premiere, the pilot, whatever. Did uh, and you said you almost watched it. So I almost did. Check back two years from now. Right. Yeah. The, maybe it'll get on the schedule. Maybe it won't. <laughs> and I got to clear my plate. <laughs> yeah. Anything's possible. Right. Yeah. Stuff's just not it's, highly. Got to get in there after Breaking Bad. And... I remember back when Brian suggested <laughs> in Alt Five. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Still haven't watched. Finally got around to the Pacific, whatever, five or six years later. Yeah, so it's not like you don't listen to reason. Right. It just um, takes me a while. So I watched the first, the first episode was an hour and a half long. And I got to say, I'm like, I'm not a David Duchovny fan. I realize he's kind of high profile. I've watched a couple episodes of Californication. It's not really my thing. Right. I hated what made him famous. X-Files. Seen him in a couple of movies. I love California. With him and Brad Pitt. With and, a K. Yeah, with a K. Awesome. Fucking flake. Early! <laughs> um, I've, never, I've never seen it. You've never you seen California? Us, oh, dude. Early Grace is one of Brad Pitt's best performances. This is really? one of his yeah. first films, really, wasn't it? Uh, I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, at first, in terms of he now has like 50, probably. Didn't he have, but a, didn't he have a bit part in. Um, he's in Thelma Louise. Thelma Louise. Was his first yeah, yeah. real big one. Right. Without a shirt. That's yeah, what got him popular. Yeah. And, this, and probably that was his. Rightfully so. Third, yeah, third or sure. fourth film. Got it. I don't mm-hmm. remember. <clears throat> However, Early Grace is an awesome character. We're drinking, um, all of us, by the way, are drinking Reebs. Beers. Reebs. What's Reebs? <laughs> Reebs, man. Hand me a reeb. That was Early Grace's handle in there. He's always drinking a beer. (laughs) Give me one of them reebs. (laughs) Reebs. What? What is it? Okay, it's beer backwards. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I was thinking way too hard. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe we should talk about paps. I don't know. (laughs) Just give me one of them reebs. Um, sticks to my reebs. Yeah. So. So I'm really, really leery. But and this is so I saw a couple of ads that you can't tell it's David Newcovney in the ad. And the ad looked interesting. Dennis Leary. So I pulled it up. Yeah, Dennis Leary. Um, David Newcovney for Aquarius. Yeah. And then I pulled it up and I saw he's in it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was like, man, yeah, no wonder they so, tried to sneak one in. <laughs> I'm tried almost, to me. <laughs> yeah, don't decuff me. Um, <laughs> so it was almost out just on that premise. It, it's him. And then, uh, I so I read a little bit about it in the little preview on Hulu, and it's like, well, it's a detective show, and it's set in the '60s. I didn't know anything about it, so I tuned in, and I, and, and it's okay. Like the first hour and a half that I'm into is okay. I just watched it uh, earlier today. So the Aquarius is referring to the serial killer. This is right? the age of. Is it? No, it's this uh, just to set the timeline. Right. That you're oh, in the early gotcha. '60s. Gotcha. It's yeah. a, 60s, set, 60s. It starts in 1960. Um, as far as I know, it's just, but it's doing something that I've seen a lot of other shows try to do. And it's super hard to do successfully, which is take a fictional show and interject it into like things that real ha- really happen. Oh, right. Um, and I, and, and, and so not, not <laughs> trying to follow the <laughs> events sh- of the really happy he shows, stuff. He shows up at, uh, Woodstock well, <laughs> and, and it's MLK's that, murder. It's almost that, that it's almost that really. Um, and it's interesting what came up earlier on the podcast in terms of who Ron looks like. So what he does, <laughs> the, so it's like, it's trying to set like not a parallel universe or whatever, but like 
almost with the uh, how Rome does their interjects these two guys that didn't exist into some real life stories to show what it was like back then. Oh, I'm still be, I'm be still chewing through it. Free man. I love of that show. Characters. <laughs> Um, be free from being um, locked into like, hey, this is a historical person. We know what happened, and therefore you can't really mess with it that much. So there, the his initial investigation that is at least in this first episode. I don't know if this is going to carry through the whole thing. Is um, he is going after? It's a missing persons case. Well, she just happens to be a missing person, and she's out staying on Charlie Manson's ranch. Oh. So this could even is a small chance it would be kind of cool, and there's a seventy five percent chance that it will suck. Yeah, um, because they're going to try try to get you know it, which way which way is your weather vane? Uh, well, so tilting? far I'm, I'm fairly neutral. They are really really heavy on the Charlie Manson angle. Chaotic which, neutral. That's the buy in though. Yeah, and and then that, that you fuck that up. Not that they have to be historical or anything. But if it ends up be dominating the thing, like, oh, then why didn't you just make a Charlie Manson thing? Why do you have all this other stuff? I, I what I'm hoping is that this is a little bit of a touch into that Charlie Manson story. Because, I mean, it's set in 1960 L.A. I mean, there's tons of stuff that happened at the, during that time period. There oh, are famous yeah. cases and whatnot that you could touch against and, and sort of fill in some blanks without sucking that entire thing into your show right yeah so what i'm hoping is it's the the former instead of the latter where they i'm hoping they don't suck in it just becomes about charlie manson it's all this stuff that never really happened and then they lose what could be you know an interesting story because they're trying to interweave it too much into historical events if all that makes sense yeah you you watch just one episode well yeah an hour and a half hour and a half and the Five minutes into the second episode, and then you just used to say, "From the trailers, and stuff, then I smoked I get, a cigar, and you guys came over." <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> From the trailers, I get the impression that David Duchovny's character is kind of the you know, kind of like the fifties uh, cop, you know, coming into the sixty, you know, into the sixties now. You know, he's kind of the hard nosed, uh, you know. Uh, Dragnet style of uh, it was a windy city, a city of crime. <laughs> right. well, if you think about it, it, it is. It is. He's yeah. supposed to be the leftover, hard boiled LA detective, but he's not like it's not like a Gladiator's character, you know, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's character in what's the name of that movie? LA Confidential. LA, LA, Com- LA. Not where he's dumb and hard boiled. He just beats up people. Yeah, but he is supposed to be a, a little bit of the old guard. And then he's partnered with a guy that they they is is undercover deal guy, and he can go into hippie land and be, you know, perceived as a hippie. In 1960s is really before hippies are what you think. Hippies didn't was, really happen. That until was like sort 68, of the, the, the real the, long hair, the right. uh, bo- bark, bohemian, bark all that. right? It was a much more of a transfer from what the 50s bohemian thing was into the beatniks. So their clothes were a little disheveled. Their hair was a little bit longer. You know, a bu- uh, like maybe Ron's at <laughs> were, look they, down to your ear. Yeah, they, they were hipsters. I was a hippie before, uh, was, right now. before hipsters went mainstream. So I don't know that he's. I actually think that this could be super cool, but I don't know that Duchovny can sell the. He, so far in the first episode, the only thing I would say was like a little bit is he's. Um, he always strikes me as having a hard time selling doing the tough guy thing. Yeah, he it, it, to me he's he's one of. There's a lot of actors that do this, that starring. 
David Duchovny as himself. You know? yeah. <laughs> he, he sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, like John Wayne is only not John Wayne in like four films. All the other movies, he's John Wayne. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He sort of, he sort of always, anything I've ever seen him in, he always sort of strikes me as that. It's like, Oh, I'm here. Do you want me to do myself? Yeah, do you want me to play uh, me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, which still... which facet of me would you like to see today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just so, show you the same one I've been trotting out for years. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's supposed to be the hard boiled guy. I just don't know over the course of time. At least in the first hour and a half, it just. I think that there could have been people that would have been a better casting choice that could really sell the hard boiled L.A. '50s L.A. cop trying to adjust oh, to yeah. the '60s. Um, David Caruso probably would. Yeah, be. David Caruso would be freaking fantastic. So, it, so your 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 feeling is that David Duchovny is a slapstick cop singing movie yeah. or show. Is it, so your feeling is that the water was boiling? They should have left him in for like like four more minutes. He's more softball boiled than hard yeah. boiled. Yeah, he's over easy. He's got that gooey center, it's like a cred, Cadbury's um, cream. Egg. Which I'm okay with sometimes, but not not in. I, I, so we'll see if he can carry yeah. it. I just not a huge spread, David Duchovny spread fan. Spread them on toast. He's he's no Caruso, but he's David hey, Duchovny is not on is, my high list. Who is really? No one. Right. Not even himself. Yeah. Not even <laughs> very David few. Caruso. Very few can be that irritating. Yeah. So we'll see, but it's I, I didn't mind the first hour and a half, and we'll see if they can make the thing prolonged Boy, enough. Man, you're you're not you're you're not selling me on. That. <laughs> yeah, it's like hour and a half. I was like, man, brother's busy. <laughs> well, I got other stuff I, I need to not watch. watch. Four shows. Now, I'll normally time. get about three to four episodes in on something that I mean, obviously with Kimmy Smith, like I only need about five minutes to determine. I hate that, but. There, you know, if it's an okay, especially if it's in my genre, the detective thing, I'll give it three or four episodes before I bow out. So yeah. we'll see. I'll keep up. I'll keep you up with it. <laughs> the other thing I discovered, um, so the secrets and lies thing with Ryan Felipe. I don't think I said this piece, but I, it's almost a shot by shot remake of a, a New Zealand show called Secrets and Lie, Secrets and Lies. So that is actually now on Netflix. Oh, I've, I've seen. I've, I've seen it. Yeah, right. and it's it's the same thing, the same story. They just remade it for American audiences. Mm-hmm. Just not quite. Which as goes good. to my point, just like with Broadchurch and um, the remake, that just show American audiences that why because they have a New Zealand accent, we are so stupid that well, right ain't America. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Well, there See, is a there is a segment of the American population that uh, needs. Yeah, but that. they don't. <laughs> I know, but they're down. But like, then again, they may be watching. You know. Clubbing baby seals somewhere. <laughs> as long as they they club club them in an American accent. <laughs> Ow! Yeah, Ow! they're watching yeah. Duck Dynasty and not this. Yeah, know. I guess. So yeah, that, so I think we could do without them and just bring these shows out. Um, much like the the woman's prison show that I really like um, from from New Zealand that I've talked about before on the podcast. So just show the show. Yeah. It's good. I mean, that's why it make, this stuff makes it onto Netflix, because people will watch it. Uh, not that it needs to be a hit. I just think there's other... Now we've got so many alternative ways to distribute stuff. I don't know. Do we need to spend $100 million to remake something that's already been shot? Right. Man, well, but, this but money we have is, no original ideas, so this, we have to. This money true. is burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just keeping it, I think I'll... 
It's, I'll redo something that's already I'm okay. Brian, it's creating American jobs, damn it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I know that they, they could do American jobs on something original. That's <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. That's I got you. So then I could have two things to watch and not two things that are the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I'd rather watch but the American, not quite as good. Maybe person. there's a big audience out there that likes to compare and contrast. And well, they're probably going to watch it much like with uh, Broadchurch and say, "Wow, the first time they did it pretty good. <laughs> right? The yeah. second time was yeah. not so good. Yeah, or not as good. Anyway, maybe so. maybe we'll get around to U.S. making Danger Five and the, over. We know. would. Can you imagine? <laughs> let's say that Danger Five is a quality of whatever, and then we redid it. And it was even not. It was not even as good as the original. It's the Hillbilly Danger Five. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I think there is a the squid billies. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's close. That's that's. that's I don't like, even want to do, think do, about it. I do love that. So show. I'm going to give this thing a couple <laughs> couple that's more why I brought episodes. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A you do have on rip. camo pants, by the way. Hell and, yeah! And uh, and uh, those uh, low riser black socks <laughs> you got on with your tennis shoes. I am sexy. Wow. I'm ready to mow the yard. <laughs> So we'll see. So that's one of the things. That, Why is there a homeless guy in our neighborhood? He lives here. <laughs> He's just that's walking. just radical Ron down there mowing his yard. Yep. Why has he got a shotgun strapped across his back? I believe radical. in open carry, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Facebook is so full of open carry right now. That's You know what? That is go, go, That's go, a good way to get yourself shot. Go USA. That is. A I good, know. Well, no, <laughs> not USA. Go Texas. Oh, yeah, and I'm all yeah. for like the big thing. Really, is the contra- controversial piece is that o- the open carry law, as is, would allow you to open carry on campuses, which I think you can already carry and conceal on campuses. I don't know that 100. percent I'd have to look that up, but I'm okay with if I if you're as uh, of an age, what's whatever that age is for now for carry and conceal. I think it's probably 21. I think that's right. Um, could be wrong. Then I carried on campuses. I don't. I don't no. give a shit. Why do we have to? Why does it have to be eighteen seventy? That's all. I mean, <laughs> I I'm, I keep on hoping for the day when you have like a, like a long sword. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like you know. It's like man, you bumped into me. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> shit's about to go. Yeah. Did you see that Facebook or the video somebody put on Facebook? But it's the Ukrainian um, riots. And it's all these people running together, and they're smashing into each other, like one side versus the other in Ukraine or whatever. But somebody went in and put really well-done lightsabers in all their oh. hands. <laughs> I've seen that. Nice. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like 100 people in there, like, lightsabering it up. It was so funny. It's better than the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to give this show a shot. And I'm going to watch Aquarius for a little, few more episodes. A few more episodes, and then I'll, have, I'll formulate a final opinion. A solid... Yeah. Review of the so opinion. how many uh, is it like just one season? How I think many? it's ten episodes, 10 but episodes? It, it seems like they dumped it all on Hulu because it just started a couple weeks ago. And I, if I remember correctly, I saw a bunch of episodes. It's a summer it. series, you know. Their yeah. role that's just started. But I, what, my main it's, point is, I would love sweet. for <laughs> I have something to the summer. You know? The big three to get in because they have so much power in terms of money and you know influence. If they started doing like just real cool like one offs like five here and ten there episodes of like really good stories. Yeah. I would I would much rather than be on board with good quality content than still making, you know, just schlock after schlock. Yeah. Come on. Schlock's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well it, it just it just it does it just I think all, I said I think I 
so, well, while we have the as, voice. <laughs> so I summed it up as as well as I could in uh, the retort to PBI about uh, Point Break, where he was like, "Oh, it's such a blah blah blah," and he was saying so that many people love it. A little bit of that was tongue in cheek, I think. But I think but, a little bit of it. But now I will defend Point Break because I love that freaking movie. I know, I know, and I can't. It's not definitely not my. I don't. It's okay for you to like it <laughs> or anybody to like it, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to dislike it intensely. Well, sure. Yeah. But I, well, there, my there, sum up was he he and he wasn't being totally serious. Obviously, it's an email chain. I don't think you were included on that one. I think did you send that out? No, I said yeah. You I sent was that on, out. Okay, I was, I was on it. I, he was yeah, like, well, a lot out. of people it love yeah. it, yeah, and it, you know had a, a, a future director of you know an Oscar winning movie. And so my retort was, well, a lot of people live in trailer parks. That doesn't mean I have to want to live there. <laughs> and. From what I gather, it's her casting couch. Like, she had to do this piece of shit movie in order to, to get her foot in the door, which I'm okay with that. A lot of them do really shitty movies at the beginning. Could, can you, could, could well, we just settle did. on a hand job or something? <laughs> yeah. She did that uh, vampire movie before that, well, near, near Dark. Dude, which is one of my favorite movies. She did that. And to go from, like, one of my favorite movies to... Point Break, <laughs> and there's nothing like Point Break can be a gu- guilty pleasure oh, that's movie, a big but, guilty pleasure. Moment. But I don't know that there's a, a really a way other than like it's a great waste of time for yeah, anyone yeah, to defend yeah, like it's not a, the the dialogue is so horrible, <laughs> the acting is so horrible. Well, it's you know, almost that would like be a, a waste of time. See, <laughs> I, 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 sometimes it's, it's almost like a Rocky a Horror Anthony Picture Kiedis. Show of yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show of of action it's, movies. It's, so. it's 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 one of those I things that you, you sometimes I get it's this so mental, good it's bad. I'm so bad it's good. I get that's it. It's so get, bad it's good. I get this mm-hmm. mental image in my head of these Hollywood producers and movers and shakers sitting around on a weekend getting high. <laughs> <laughs> Know what we need to do? do We need to remake Point Break. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's probably we could do that. Yeah, but let's let's put it like let's (laughs) make it like international instead of like L.A. and have guys like in in wingsuits jumping off of mountains. You know what? (laughs) Oh, you God! Can you imagine how actioned up it's going to be? Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, ugh, yeah. I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit. I don't right know how now. they're getting the surfing in there. They're shoehorning that in there somehow. Are they really? Sense, yeah. I didn't read the article. Yeah, you didn't watch the preview <laughs> no. for it. You know? No, or yeah, there's a trailer for it already out. You know, for that, Point Break, that uh, that uh, link will remain <laughs> unsullied. By yeah, Brian. yeah, I won't. Yeah, I will not violate that link. Yeah, I can just true. see him sitting sitting behind. <laughs> no, nah, there was there was not a millionth of a second of even thinking about clicking on that link. <laughs> He <laughs> part of his brain thought about it and he punched himself real hard. <laughs> die, you brain cell, die. Yeah, I think, and maybe, and maybe they're doing it because I thought about this. You know, why? Okay, why are they doing taking? You know, originally the original Point Break, of course, is all based in you know California, Los Angeles, and bank robbing there and surfing and on skydiving. So. Did why take that out of that? Why take that out of that location and put it in like Europe and you have an international flavor? It's probably because of the global, more of the European global movie market. You know, to try and get more potential rev- yeah. potential so revenue. It's what did, Ocean's did, Eleven did too. Ron, did you happen to take some extra base pills? This morning? Yes. <laughs> it's like man, it, I can feel. It feels like when you like a train goes by. The house was shaking a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, so I'm probably out on the Point Break remake. Yeah, I think you can take probably out of that. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you've made your point. <laughs> I'm out. I'm Some, out. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's better not to do a remake. Sometimes, you know, they're okay. Well, you know, there's. It seems to be a little bit of a reverse trend 
with the Mad Max thing, not making it a remake, but adding the film to the canon. Right, right. And um, then also not you not knowing like where does it fit in exactly before yeah. or after. Yeah. I think that's totally cool. Yeah. And there's another movie franchise that I can't think of. I just read an article this morning that they're going to do the same thing. They're just going to they're not going to re- reboot or and, I, and I'm okay with rebooting, but. And they're not going to reboot or do an alternate timeline or any of this other stuff like Star Trek did. You know, really, really, just make another movie and put it out there, and it's going to be within the canon of that movie series. I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but they were making a point of like it's a little bit of a new trend. Like you know, the reboot button doesn't have to be hit every single yeah. time. Oh, did y'all see that they're remaking Family Vacation? Stop. You mean the original Vacation Chevy Chase? Yeah, the, vacation? where they go to Wally World, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, yeah they're. Uh, they're remaking that's that. a masterpiece yes that's not, that's <laughs> well like, if they said we're, you know what we're going to do here is we're going to remake citizen kane because we think it needs to be updated or, or they already fucking did that movie or you can't touch caddyshack you know yeah well oh, i bet say you that now <laughs> well and, and the, they showed the trailer it's uh, ed Please helms don't. the guy that was in the the later part of the the office series tv series yeah uh, and he is the, going to be all the hangover movies and and the thing is that they showed a, a trailer, and I was like half, you know, they refer in the movie to the original movie. He says like a line, like, and I was like, a stu- I was like, something like super, like shitters full from Christmas Vacation, like that's just, you know, my daddy says I'm a good kisser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best kisser in the county, or something like yeah. that. Whatever you say. Daddy says I'm the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and it, they even, ref- I mean, they make a self reference to the original movie. Uh, I don't, I don't understand. So, like, there's a not another thing that you could go out and do. Well, it, I think it's that he is Ed Helms. I, I believe he's now grown up, and he's going to take his family on the same trip that his family went. Oh, so he's like the, yeah. the boy. Yeah, and the, and so the, it's not the, the really little boy, a remake. The little a, boy is like an adult actor now. Yeah, and they didn't. It's like, hey, you know, we pick up variety. It's like, son of a bitch, well, <laughs> that should have been my role. Weren't there like three actors that played the the boy and three that played I the girl? Swear. Every movie they they relaunched. Yeah, well, the, the original, kids. you know, in the first one, Anthony Michael was it Anthony well, Michael Hall? Right. Yeah, a young yeah. Anthony Michael. Yeah, Hall. and it's like, well, have you, you seen know, him recently? Oh, is the uh, he's a little scary looking. I don't know that you'd want to roll he, him out. There. Did he uh, Val Kilmer it up? <laughs> no, I, he, I ate the Batman. He looks like he apparently might have Val Kilmer messed has, it up. A has bit. Uh, lost a lot of weight. He needs to get back in the game. He needs to. I think yeah. he he ran out of royalty checks or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> they say, sir, this does not match your picture. Well, you I can't catch this. And I'm going off the top of my head, but I think he just like was just he he's, did, said, he's not a big Hollywood guy anyway. He and he done. had he his was, family. He was just done. And he went and raised his kids, right? Yeah. And now they're of an age where Who are we talking about? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite. He's done so many things. I'll be your Huckleberry. I, and who can, he can do action. I love Tombstone, man. That's comedy, mm-hmm. like real genius. I love real that genius, movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but apparently um, I saw a picture of him. He's he's lost a lot of weight, and I think it's like you said. I think he's he's coming back to the game. Yeah, and that I mean that is one of the things I've never understood about these guys. They'll make a five hundred million dollars, and they're still like working like they have zero money. And you would have thought after some of the films he made, like in the nineties, that he just would have just kept on rolling. You know, uh, like um, of course Tombstone, and then The Saint. That was a really cool movie. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I was I so hoping that was going to be. I, I know a series. You yeah. want to talk about a movie? If I'm like flipping around and that movie's oh, on every done, time, done. Every, I'm in. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. I can't remember the last time. It's been a while. Elizabeth Shue and him and 
Dude always plays a Russian guy because he's from somewhere over there. Somewhere so that was somewhere. the bad. The bad. There somewhere. was actually two guys, two his father and son bad guys. I saw this. This uh, he's got a couple movies in pre-production, but it looks like what he's kind of continued to do, which is he just does a movie here and there. Like if you haven't yeah. seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I love that movie. It's um him and. I heard it was a really good movie. Yes. Um, yeah, yet, yet another movie. I have. I keep on thinking about watching, but it, oh, dude, who's never, never who make it to Iron the finish Man? One. Who played uh, uh, Tony Stark? Yeah, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. It's yeah. him and Tony Stark. Or, or, or it's him and Robert Downey Jr. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. I think. Yeah. Robert Jr. It's it's a cool little flick, man. And yeah. I, you know, it's nothing big. And he play they play cop and criminal that have to come together to solve a case or whatever. But <laughs> thinking of Al Kilmer's movies and remakes, you know, Top Gun, the remake is coming out before too long. <laughs> but only Tom Cruise is going to do like a little, there's a part in it, he's going to do like, he's going to play one of the instructors. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's another one of those guys that suffers from, hey, have you seen me in my other roles as me? <laughs> <laughs> But, but I love he, me in Days of Thunder. <laughs> I love me. <laughs> not and, and I'm not a, a, a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah. Like in and of himself, I think he's fucking crazy. And well, the whole but I love his movies, thing. man. Yeah, he hasn't made a movie in he, forever and, that I don't and, love. I, his recent movies have been outstanding. That Edge of Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is great. Was, I saw that in the theater and I was not I expecting anything. And I was like, "That's a cool movie." I'll, I'll, I'll stop job. down for that most any time. Oblivion, I've seen about a million times because every time it comes on, I'm like stuck watching that. <sighs> That's thing. dude. That is another movie I have not watched. Dude, yet. you need to watch. Oblivion. You got to watch. Is Oblivion. it? Is it on Netflix? Have to watch Jack Reacher. Have you guys? I watched Jack. Reacher again last night. We were like flipping through the channels at like midnight, yeah. and we're like, and I try to get her to watch the. Mima, you just go to bed. Daddy's well, she was this. she had fallen asleep earlier. Well, Scott, Scott, watch, Re- Scott really? and I watched the Lego Re- movie. Are you are you sure we're talking about the same? <laughs> Scott, same? yes, Scott and I watched the Lego movie, and she falls asleep during it, kind of unintentional because she wasn't really interested in watching it. So then we wake up, put her to bed, and then you know we're like, okay, what do we watch now? And uh, you, you we, talk about Ginger or Scarlet? <laughs> ginger, no, Scarlet goes to sleep. And uh, so I get her, we started, I thought, well, what about watching the... You uh, got about three more years before it's you and Scarlet staying up all right, night watching watch movies while Ginger sleeps all night. <laughs> this, <laughs> that's going to be so true. Yeah. Put her in the reclining wheelchair and just shuffle her off to the... But we were watching that uh, that Kevin. We were wanting to watch that Kevin Costner movie about the the draft, uh, the NFL one. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. We you were, won't hate yourself. But for it was starting. It, if there's something like something else, it was, well, it was starting. She just like, oh, it's two hours. I don't know if Eric can really make it. So I just started flipping around. <laughs> Probably a good call on her part. Yeah, and run across Jack Reacher. I don't know, maybe. 30, 45 minutes in. And, of course, we end up watching that until Ginger, like, finally conks out. But How much How much? Do I you have seen Jack Reacher probably 10 how, times. How, I know. I have, to, I have How much uh, do you have, have, have to like a movie me. that you can come in, like, 40 minutes late on? Yeah, let's do this. It's just so <laughs> yeah. well done. But it's, it's almost – it's so – but he – I think he plays it enough to where he fades into the background. And you're just, it's a good story. It's yeah. got – it's really well done. The movie's – you know what? And that From beginning thing, to that end, that thing great. came and went past my radar, and I was like, I had heard of it, of course, yeah, but I was and, like, and I it never... did not good at the box office. Yeah, I think it, it just did it okay, but okay. It, like on purchase and rewatch, it's cleaned up. Oh, the, well, Jack Reacher never go back. 
comes out in a, in a, it's well it's in production right now well you're starting to nice. I think you're, we're starting to see that trend happen a lot there's so much content out there is that you could have a movie that is a legitimate good movie and people are like mm, nah I don't want to leave the house right now <laughs> I'll wait till it comes to me <laughs> but Amazon Prime back, bring it <laughs> I, I, was, I loved Edge of Tomorrow and it was mainly because of what's her name yeah. Oblivion I think is good Jack Reacher uh, I'm not. I don't like the Mission Impossible movies, and it's not because of him. I just yeah, don't like. They're them. okay. I am going yeah. to have to send myself a, an email saying watch Oblivion. Oblivion it should be at the top of your priority list for movies. Uh, so Valkyrie was awesome. a good movie. Tropic Valkyrie was Thunder awesome. was awesome. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> his character nope. in that is just <laughs> nobody insanely goes insanely good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Collateral was great. I Collateral thought Minority good. Report. I mean, so for somebody who I am not a fan of his, he himself irritates me to no end. Yeah. But he somehow makes these movies that I know he They're fades gold, enough dude. into the way to the background where I'm like, I really like I'm, these movies. I've been a Tom Cruise fan from early on. You know, okay, losing it wasn't maybe that great, but Risky Business on it's 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 solid. I know. But taps actually taps on. I think yeah. taps was before Risky Business. Yeah, it was. Um, but I, I like losing it. I'm trying to lose it. I sing the song, the piano player songs from that all the time. Didn't I just sing that for you guys the other day? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I you may, did. I may have I, sang it on here. I think I, I think I, the T want to bring your mother to the gang bang. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I threw yeah, up in my mouth a, a little bit. <laughs> I, you know that movie. I guess those road, you know, teenage road pictures like that. Uh, the other one that was far superior was the one with uh, speaking of Kevin Costner. Was, uh, Which is still, you can never, that thing is only on like Fandango. DVD somewhere. Fandango. I have tried and looked for that because I love that movie. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a good grip on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Nelson is in that. Judd Nelson, Kevin Costner. and I don't know who that big dude is that, that doesn't talk a whole lot in that movie there, buddy. Yeah, that's from 1985. Mm-hmm. And was it eighty five? Was it that that recent? I mean, that, you can watch the shitty version for two ninety nine. Oh no, sorry, you can order the DVDs off of Amazon. Oh, not the only. It's not Blu ray. It's not downloaded anywhere. And I love that movie. Going to look for Dom. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. And then I don't. I don't know how movies like that hide. Yeah, it's it's a classic. Oh, okay. Uh, Oblivion. Is on streaming on Netflix. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I have no excuse now. That's right. Watch it. I sent myself an email. Awesome. It's like watch. It. All I put is watch Oblivion, idiot. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, who's who's sending me things? I'm an idiot. Who's calling oh, me that, an idiot? That's me. That's a pop up. It's like oh, thanks. Yeah, that, I, I've stopped down that movie some because it was on HBO. Like I don't know here January, I, February, I, I March. I bought it the second it came out, and I've watched it probably ten times, dude. Every time I flip to the channels, oh, believe me, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm locked in. Got to stop. Like, no, she's walking. So what's funny is no Ginger's like this is like late at night. She'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm sitting there watching Oblivion. And she's like, "Are you watching that again?" It's like, yep. Like almost like getting caught masturbating. Oh, it's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's it. So, what do you guys got? What are you bringing? Oh, what, are, we, uh, are, we done, are we done are with we, Aquarius talk? Aqu- yeah. yeah, we're done with Aquarius. <laughs> are, are we at uh, break? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Oh, we're yeah, we generally go to close to an hour. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of song. HBO series, uh, last night since we were watching, I think we were watching. Yeah, we were watching Jack Reacher on HBO. Um, 
and before I guess it was before um, that we actually rolled onto that on another HBO channel. We caught some previews of HBO series coming up, and one I got another trailer, another kind of extended, more in depth uh, trailer for. Uh, True Detective mm-hmm. season two. Yeah, so like Electric, Electric Boogaloo, June twenty first. Looks really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm excited I about still, that. I still haven't watched the first one, dude. Okay, I know. I add I know. that to your list too. I know if they if they would bring it to Prime or something, I can watch it on. <laughs> I would think that maybe once the second season's out, it, it rolls to Prime at some point. I but would, I'm sure there's still... hope so. Because, well, I would bet after, after a while of season two being out, yeah. and then they see the downloads and the to, buys It may have, to be, may have to be done with season two. For yeah, because everybody's going to come out and say, oh, you know, I never know what season one. They're going to buy it, and then they're mm. going to go. So once they see the revenue drop off, I think it'll pop up on Prime. But you're probably... Well, a year, year and a half away. Well, from that. and if it shows up on Prime, you know what they'll do. First episode's free. <laughs> well, they have that, uh, first that deal with uh, no first HBO. episode, and then the rest of the no rest you oh, pay for. Them. This yeah. is just your taste of a taste. <laughs> I don't think that there was something you could maybe you could get hooked on that in one episode, but I don't know what is six or seven. There's not a ton. What uh, the first season? True Detective season yeah. one. I think it was like ten. Oh, I will confirm. That. I guess. I guess that's. My, I, I'm trying to figure out. But I think their, you got a long way. Their their method to their madness on Prime is that okay. I could see they doing that for a really popular show, or maybe this is no it's because it's 16 like sixteen episodes. Like oh, Dukes, wow. like Dukes of Hazard is like the first one's no, free. No, no, I'm sorry. And then that's for both seasons, so it's eight. Yeah. I was I was like God, sixteen. I was like I was just thinking. Yeah, that didn't I don't right. remember watching that many, yeah, but was, I get if you say so. <laughs> it was eight. I found it on the internet. See, it must be correct. Almost almost bought into your lies, sex lies. Season two, June June twenty first. But I tell you Parts. who I, I'm looking forward to it, and and we'll see. Like I like that cast. Yeah, Colin Farrell. I and, like when uh, Colin Farrell puts in a good performance. It's great. And in, yeah, I, I think I mentioned it last time when we talked about this. If you haven't seen In Bruges, you got to see In Bruges. I heard that's that's uh, on my list. It's good. Uh, yet another thing on my list. Vince Vaughn and, and which that's uh, probably on Netflix. Colin Farrell too. and Rachel and I McAdams. like Vince Vaughn a lot in his serious roles. Yes, yeah. And I like him okay in his funny roles. But yeah. but I think he's going to be great because I think he's going to do a good turn on it. And Rachel McAdams looks hot in her unsexy police officer. Police officer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I know. I thought the same thing watching the preview last night. I'm like, I like her. She's attractive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she looks believable as a police officer and attractive at the same time. Well, I know. Yeah. And I think if they would have really <laughs> sexed her up, and that's not really how this no, that's, True not, that's not the series. But I, I find her more attractive in just like, hey, she's an attractive woman that does a, a job, right? Than I do in her. What's yeah. that one sappy love story? Oh, her on, and, on Golden on Golden Pond. I just couldn't get past decades there too late. I couldn't get past her head shaking the whole time. Well, I don't know what she's been. It's in her big breakout, right. sappy. With she was the, in. A, she was in a Mean Girls. Yeah, she was originally Mean Girls. She was in uh, the Notebook, Aloha, and About uh, Time. Oh, there's a there's a billboard Midnight up on 114 for Aloha. Uh, Is that new? Yeah, it's new. yeah, it's new new movie of hers yeah. coming out. That's uh, her and oh, it's uh Is it McConaughey's in that? No, 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 it's not McConaughey. It's uh, Bradley Cooper. 
Bradley Cooper, Rachel McAdams, Emma Stone, Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, Bill Murray, uh, John Krasinski from The Office, oh. Danny McBride. They're finally going to film that Sherlock Holmes 3 movie. Oh. With, with, and she's a, rumored to be in it because her, supposedly her character died. Oh. Yeah, she was in. Was she in both the early both Sherlock's? She in the second one died. Fifteen minutes in. Yeah. Oh, really? Snuffed it. And how is she doing a third? It's all flashbacks. Chicanery. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is maybe it's the age of a time travel. Maybe it's trans trans sure. trans transcendental uh, meditation or something. Sherlock Holmes finds the time machine. Spiritualism. Finds. They've got the Ouija board out. Are you dead? Yes or no? But the true detective, this for season two, the tagline is, we get the world we deserve. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's fun to do bad things. I don't Th- want the Time's w- a flat, flat circle. Yeah, true. <laughs> don't you quote Nietzsche on me. <laughs> if you look into the abyss for too long, the abyss looks into you. I want the abyss to give me that five bucks a little bit back. Where's my, why are you looking into me? I want my five dollars. <laughs> I don't think it does that. I don't think it gives you your money back. So that I'm look, I'm highly looking forward to it, and I will buy it. That's one of the ones I'll buy because, like, I bought the first series, even though, well, no, I don't have to buy it now, at least because I have yeah, the HBO, HBO now. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, so I'll watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. Paul's pony up for a month of HBO now. Cause but I'm telling you, if awesome show, dude, True Detective. That's the best. That's probably the, one of my favorite um, detective crime shows series it's good ever it's it's, yeah. it's fantastic the uh and the if hbo doesn't have good series showing like i i'm tuning in once a week to watch game of thrones and the rest like i've seen pretty much everything on there i want to see and movie wise they have dog and shit on there <laughs> just Both all the time it's the, jack reacher or oblivion <laughs> oh my gosh well i know but the, like they you, what should i watch maybe i'll watch odds, them both at the same time <laughs> unless you're 85 and cannot get out of your house the odds of you not seeing a movie before it makes its way onto hbo because it's got to go through the theatrical release the rental the right. itunes Redbox and all like that. another year later and then it's like on hbo this great movie. I know it's from two years ago. I saw it a year and a half ago when it came out and for download. You're killing yeah. me. So it's just, I mean, they have got to. Let's see what our friends over a, at the Pirate Base is. Find, <laughs> find a way to crank out more series to keep you interested all the time. Yeah. Or they're just, they, we, I think we talked about that. You're just going to turn HBO Now off. And then as soon as the thing starts, you'll resubscribe. Right, and, and a, turn new, it off. a series you want to see. Yeah, they have got to find a, a lot more stuff to keep you coming back on an ongoing basis. Yeah, because it's really irritating. I'm I'm paying fifteen bucks for four hours of entertainment. That over HBO now, Game of Thrones. That's like, yeah. the, but like the freaking cable subscription to it is is about the same. It's either four, fifteen or twenty dollars yeah, a month. Somewhere know. in there too, but yeah. you just. Got to go through, wade your way through all the other money <laughs> sift, right. sift through. To, to get to that. Yeah, and all the you know repeats of you know second round movies. That, yeah, there's like nine channels, and like the I shit you not the probably the best thing they've added in HBO in the last two months movie wise is that Godzilla movie. And it's terrible. By the way. It is. Oh, dude, I watched that one night. It's pronounced Gojira. <sighs> it is 
by far probably the worst Godzilla movie in and the wh- entire canon, and that's saying something. And why do they keep remaking <laughs> that? Why do they keep remaking that movie? Dude, I, it's like, it's why like, do it's, we need dude, a new it, Godzilla relaunch dude, movie dude, every three dude, years? That is, that is uh, apparently it's either like a good sinkhole for cash, or it's a it's a slam dunk. I guess. But Worldwide, it must be a slam dunk. I mean, the Godzilla movie before that one, the one with Matthew Broderick, is like an Oscar winner special effects super extravaganza compared to this one. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked that and I don't, I don't remember what it was. What was that movie that was shot in like sort of cinema verte in New York? It was about oh, um, the Godzilla ish. Yeah, it was. It was tearing uh, the city up. Uh, oh, Chinatown yeah. or something like that. No, it was no. probably the sea. Clover, Clover, Cloverfield. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Chinatown. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie yeah. way more than I did oh, the Godzilla. Yeah. That was dog shit. And was, I watched it. It's just, just there's no. On the elliptical at the gym. It's <laughs> like <laughs> the only way I could get through it. There's like no really sense to the plot, and the, the dialogue is non existent to terror. I, when I it know. is there, it's terrible. It's. It just doesn't make any really sense. I thought it was. I, I I don't even think I finished it. I think I made seventy five percent of the way through and just turned it off. Oh, no, it's bad. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> because it was, uh, when the trailers came out, I was, I was, I was, I was this looks sort of yeah. I know. And I was, then somebody that was that way too. And then somebody uh, like uh, I think it was at work, and they said, "Oh, it's a giant monster," you know. And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll pass on this one." Thanks. I'm <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Well, there's another uh, HBO series. I thought you were going to say there's another Godzilla movie coming out. Yeah, it's Godzilla. <laughs> it's a mini. It's a, it's a mini series <laughs> on Golden Godzilla. The ones in the rubber suits were is Godzilla versus Megalon. And all I would watch so much Godzi- better. Godzilla yeah. versus Megalon before I'd watch I know, this. Another, this I know. Bring, this bring back saying. Mothra. Mothra and. What was the one where uh, where he the, the giant robot fought by Godzilla? Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> I just bring out Godzuki. All those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> even that movie was better than the current Godzilla. Anyway, there's another. I uh, saw a preview for another new HBO uh, series, and did a little reading on. It. I'm like, well, that's okay. That's a little interesting. It's Tim Robbins is the uh, is kind of the main character star of it. I don't know if he's playing. Uh, like seems like, like he's a, done anything in a while. You don't know if he's playing a senator or the president or what, but he's like a. Um, it's a political. It's kind of like I guess in a, in a little bit like HBO's Veep. It's a political satire, but it's more like dark comedy than where I think the Veep is more just pure kind of comedy. It's a dark political satire uh, show. It's supposed to be a thirty-minute show, and Jack Black is in it. Hmm. And I was like, really, Jack Black is in a is in a kind of a political and I couldn't tell at the time was it is it really is it comedy and I thought well if it's, he's in it it's got to be some type of comedy well it's funny because he, he uh, he sort of he was like maybe it's Mr. The, Mr. Uh, it the, the next King while. Kong movie <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> Gojira <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's got a bunch of people in it um, and it looks it looks interesting. It looks that you can put that on the movie poster. It's got a lot of people in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it yes. looks like just from his face on the cover, it looks like it's going to be a funny show. Yeah, yeah. Is he well, the, is he, is he the, mugging? He's, like, he's yeah. Here's the here's the here's one of the tag, oh, taglines for it. It's this is off IMDb. It says top U.S. government and military 
scramble to prevent World War III from happening amidst the chaos of a geopolitical crisis. But yet, again, d- under dark comedy kind of mm-hmm. stylings. But it's... Uh, I haven't seen any uh, previews of this. Just uh, The first one I saw was last night. Hmm. Well, I don't... Maybe this is probably why. I don't, you know... It's not like I, t- I turn on the HBO channel where they give you ads and stuff. I turn on the HBO content, and they do give you an ad before every thing, but it's like the major thing that they're pushing at the point at that time. Right, right. So that's probably why I haven't seen it. But it's supposedly it's coming out June, yeah, June 21st as well. So the same, they're premiering, and they may run it into each other. They may do True Detective, and they do this show, The Brink, like right next to it, kind of like, like either right before it or right after, just try and pull people into it, you know, sandwich them between each other. Um, so that people try to watch. If you go, oh, I want to watch True Detective. Oh, okay, this is all. Oh, this thirty minute show. I'll watch it too. You know, type of thing. I think they should do a remake of Hogan's Heroes. <clears throat> it sounds better than a lot of these other remakes. <laughs> just, Did they just ever the, do a Hogan's Heroes movie or anything like that? I don't think so. I hope not. Because didn't the, the guy who <laughs> was can uh, the last the, little bit of my childhood I'm clinging on to yeah. be left alone. Hogan, General Bukata. Richard Dawson was in that. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome in that. that I, I hope not. He's, ass, yeah. he's dead, you know. Dead. He's dead, Jim. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So was uh, Hogan, oh, Bob Crane. Uh, yeah, he, yeah Bob, like he went out. He most went, of that cast. He went. Dead. He went. He went out the hard way. Well, he got shot in a hotel room, <laughs> yeah, banging yeah. somebody else's wife and filming it. Yeah. He's a fucking freak. Yeah, he was a freak. He was, he was, his, what's I, that movie about it. his life that was... Yeah, he was a freak of nature. The Bob Crane experience. No, I, I know what you're... Yeah. Wouldn't it like Johnny Depp or somebody or... Yeah, played him. Whenever I... When the first time I heard about how he went out, you know, and it's like... I keep on thinking about that dude in uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction <laughs> tapping his fingers on the gimp's head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 what are we going to do? Was that Zed? Yeah. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Zed was the one he called over. The actual guy, I don't think they ever gave his name. The one that woke the gimp up? That's yeah, a but, dude. but I think it was Zed that was that was rubbing his fingers on top of no, the that's I was I was saying that every time I think of no, yeah, no, Bob I Crane, yeah. I think of that scene. In the last, as the gimp. What is yeah. it? Actually, yeah. Zed that did that? Or was Zed the one that got the gimp out of the box? No, the other dude got but he brought him in there, and then when he sat him down, the, the, the guy blonde, that was the security the officer, blonde, Zed. The blonde guy was, the cop was. He was the one rubbing his, rubbing he was, his hands that on that his was head. That was Zed. Uh, he was a security officer, like a rent-a-cop yeah, kind rent, of guy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. It's a good movie. Classic. And it's on Netflix. Garson means a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I saw it on there Some, the other day. Some more coffee. I'll execute every say, last one of you, motherfuckers. Say what again? <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we were talking about it two or three weeks ago. Because I said I saw that guy that had the T-shirt on that said, "I don't be tickling or nothing." <laughs> yeah, foot robes. So we'll robes. see. I don't like Veep. I've never. Tuned in for that has Julia Louise Julie, Dreyfus. Julia Louise Dreyfus, yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, if she gets older, she gets hotter. She looks to me like she doesn't age. I know like she's a fucking vampire. She, she's, yeah, she's made a deal with the devil <laughs> well, or something because yeah, she looks she, better the older she, she gets. She yeah. comes from an independently wealthy family. She her family is like billionaires. Or oh something. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's like there's that wealthy. list of celebrities you don't know or like. Gazillionaires, and she's like number one on the list. Her family is extremely super loaded. I mean, you got three, so, you like, got you got three names hyphenated. 
<laughs> you know you're a <laughs> Julie, Julie Louise Dreyfus. The uh, and uh, before we got wealthy, it's just yeah. Lewis. <laughs> I, I like her as an actress. Too. I think she's funny. She's just she's funny. really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she's and then she, she of course you know she comes from like a rich family a, and she made all that coin on yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, what I like yeah. her as a person is like when you see her in her roles and in any interview or any, she just looks like she's having a good fucking time. You know, yeah. oh, she's, yeah. like, she seems like she's on top. Just of the eating world. up. Like life is so cool and. It's just eat it all up. Goddamn one percent. I guess when you're a <laughs> well, billionaire, yeah. When you've got, you have to worry about money ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, Life is why good. Sh- <laughs> why should I frown? <laughs> right. I played on a master's full of money last. It's night. just one one fun event to the next. Yeah, and she was, I think, really young when she was on Seinfeld. She was like in her early tw- mid to early twenties. You know, I don't know. I was going to look up here real quick. Um, the Veep actress was rumored to be worth over three billion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's a lot of coin. I know, and th- that goes back to like, and and again, it's probably because her work returns her so much joy. You know that no amount of money or vacation or doing what like she's doing what she wants. That's why yeah. she strikes me as that person. Like the weird part for me is like the Hollywood or TV actor or whatever that's got tons of money. Seems crazily miserable, but is always just out there in Hollywood grinding out, you know, one movie after another, and they're worth like three hundred million. It's like, dude, just go enjoy enjoy life, man. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people do that; they just check out, you know, and and none, none of them, like a lot of them, not even just you know that wealthy. They make a little bit of coin. And they're like, you know, I don't really like this. Yeah, business her her and, dad is worth yeah. three point four billion. Her dad, <laughs> yeah. It, it, wow. uh, Hollywood's a hard game, man. It's uh, hard. Yeah. It's a hard yeah, game because yeah. they love you until they don't. Right. That's why and then when they don't, it's, it's very quick. When, and when like, your fifteen minutes is up, it's up fast. Yeah, and you don't you don't hear that door close, but it closed. Right. <laughs> That's why I always like to hear like stories about like Kevin Costner doesn't live there. You know, he lives off in Montana somewhere yet, on a ranch yet, or something. Yet another man who falls into the category of, have, have you seen me in my role as myself? <laughs> Field of me. Uh, a little. <laughs> he's a little bit like that, but I would say he I, he's easily got 30 movies that I would say I love. Yeah. But I, I don't personally, like, uh, the you difference know, I think, between... Yeah, I think it's because you have a guy crush on him because he's pretty much... Favorite Kevin Costner movie. Favorite? Yeah. If I had to pick just one, just probably Open Range. Yeah, me too. Never Probably, seen it. Dude. What? It is what? the best. No, I, although I really, really liked him, his version of the, you know, of I did Earth, too. Wider. He was fantastic. I'd, I'd be that. right up there too. But Open Range for me, it's so well done. It's not the Gunslinger movie. It's not, it's just some people living their life that you yeah. see a very s- small portion of these people's life. I love that movie. And he, I don't think he wrote it, but he was involved in the story. Open, and he Open Range produced it. Mm-hmm. Robert Duvall. Oh, Robert Duvall. Yeah. Kevin Costner. And again, it's not it's not what you expect. It's just from beginning to end greatness. And it, and such so portrait of kind of realistic view of the old west. Yeah, yeah. And for just for you haven't seen it and probably haven't heard much about it. So it's 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 um really the thrust of the movie is um a turning point in history, right? Where Previously, as a cattleman, you just took your cattle wherever you wanted to. There, most of the land was owned by no one. Uh, was it when the barbed wire fences started going? Barbed wire right, fences right, started right. going up, and it became like let's control. And it was that's really a land grab for real, right? Where yeah, um, it's super wealthy people come in, buy up all the open range, 
keep everybody out. And a lot of people leave their, lose their livelihood. So it's just these two guys and the, the Kevin and uh, Robert Duvall's character does it because that's the way he's lived from the time right. he was a little He's kid. done cattle drives, you know, right. from Montana and, and they to basically, Texas for they all just, his life. They yeah. drive him up and down almost like, you know, with the changing of the season. And yeah. they, they Summer sell what in they Montana need to. and winter you bring him down to Texas. Yeah, because right. they had to have the grazing fields. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The, Where kill, the killing fields. Kevin Costner is a Civil War veteran that is there doing it because it's a place for him to hide away from people. He's... Incredibly damaged. Um, done some bad things. Done some bad things. You see, every, basically in the morning you see him out there riding across the field. Going, yeah, has a has a ton <laughs> of guilt that you know <laughs> around what he lived through, that he lived through it, the things he did. He's just trying to like live out the rest of his days in a little bit of peace. But he is the man to fear. And he knows that, and so he's just away from people. He doesn't want. Tr- he wants everything but trouble, um, and just peace, and just kind of live out his days with him and this other guy and their helper person just driving. And they get into sideways in a town, and it's just how what they do and how they react to it. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Dude. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you should. Is it on? No one. Is it on the list? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's great. And Mr. Brooks, love it. Have you seen that yet? I don't think I've ever seen Mr. Brooks. Oh, yeah. So good. That's my second favorite Kevin Costner is Mr. Brooks, where he plays the serial killer. It's mm-hmm. good. good. Good stuff. Open Rage. Uh, open Range. Open Rage. I like open that. Open Rage. I'm about to go Open yeah. Rage up in here. Yeah, it's on Amazon, but it's two ninety nine. Well, when it says two ninety nine and up. That's generally to rent. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is it's uh, available on Blu-ray or DVD, but not on streaming. Yeah, it's it's either it's available to rent or nine ninety nine to buy it, two ninety nine to watch rent rent it, and that's yeah. probably standard def. Yeah, I think so. High def probably three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, they crop it down to four four by three for you. Well, <laughs> throw a little hate throw that. a little hate Let's just end the standard def stuff right now and just do one price for oh HD. And then what? Now it's going to have a another tier when all the four K stuff yeah. rolls out. Oh, it's such bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be five ninety nine. What I do hope they do, like, let's say, um, and not that they need to do this, but let's say they do go back when 4K rolls out, and they go back and rescan that film at 4K, whether that matters or not. Or I would pay like a you know dollar or two per for certain movies to upgrade from 1080P to 4K. Like if I, there was, I haven't seen. I would pick a, and choose. Have that. you have you seen a 4K? Uh, in person, mm-hmm. is it? Pretty oh, nice? dude, it's badass. Yeah. I don't know that it's as, for me. It's big of an upgrade from yeah. 720 no, to 1080. It's not, a, it's not a quantum leap like HD, but was. it's damn good, man. Yeah, the you first know. time I saw a high def TV, I think I was watching. I was over my in laws' house, and they, he he'd got a high def TV. And we had I had a still one of those 500 pound monstrosities <laughs> yeah. at that point, Two and it, we, he was watching a Cowboys game, and I was like. I can see every blade of grass. <laughs> no. It freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Of what is it? I think for <laughs> me the the 4K thing, and if you go to stop in any of the Best Buys, they've all got 4K stuff on display. It, it, it is clearer and it's sharper, and mm. there's more color. More realistic. It, yeah. It's for me. It, it's a very much increased depth of field, mm-hmm. right? And that's on purpose. There is a ton of processing going on in the back when the 4K cameras record. Basically, when you 
watch it on a 4K TV between the when the encoding on whatever they've put it on and how your the outcoding is on the TV, it substantially puts a lot of shit and a lot of information that's not really there. It does a lot of color saturation broadening, like it will take areas and broaden out the the gamut so that it gives a lot of bit more definition there. Um, the cameras, the 4K cameras themselves, have a extremely long length of focus. Yeah. So when it records, you don't get a lot of you know a ton of shit out of focus, and it so it's almost weird looking. Like if you've seen a lot of forced forced focus shots, where it's actually shot twice and then put together, so they don't have the the flipping of the focus. Yeah. It it has that feel to it, like it the whole scene is forced focused and. A lot of saturation and and but it's beautiful. I mean, all that said, it's mm-hmm. you're, it's kind of wowish. There's uh, there's a um, I'll have to find it. There there was an article that was going around work uh, this past week, and it was a thirty minute like interview with this company out in California. That their whole thing is they work on like stuff that's in four K and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and they go in and they're the cleanup artists, and they yeah. go in. Sometimes they'll go in. And like on an actor, they may need bigger eyebrows for the whole movie, and they'll go in and animate in. They're like composite effects. And four K is like going to force that. Like there was a or lot they, of- or they go in, they go in, and it's like Brad Pitt. We do not need to see every bit of his acne scars. Let's right, that up. right, right. And they can't Moving show. On. They can't. They have to do for their real their show reel they have to go hire an actor because they're under contract they can't show what they've done right to any of these famous properties because they, you know they can't show before and after well they'll get killed what's um <laughs> what's the i can't remember her name though from something about mary oh uh cameron, cameron diaz. diaz cameron Diaz. she threw a shit fit when 1080p started to come out at homes because she, she has horrible. very bad acne yeah brad very is horrible have you ever seen pores. he yeah. is he's horrible. and all, all of them do they're people man yeah. right yeah um, like newscasters when they went to but, yeah. and, it, and it's so, it's super makeup and well and it's so high resolution like what brian's talking about is that you, people they wear all the makeup to cover it up, and you can see the makeup. Yeah, right, right, like, right, right, right. You can right. see the individual flakes of. Yeah, makeup. it's like yeah. I, I and TV see. reporters, like you're saying, news anchors and stuff had a horrible time. Like, I um, think there was actually. I think they had to redo, like, make new kinds of makeup and stuff. That, and I think there was a lot of turnover in, in newscasters. Yeah. Some of them that had issues, of, you know, with their skin. Had, they basically they phased had, them out and brought in new ones that were, looked better on camera. Yeah, yeah. the uh, when well, that's they, why well, that happens anyway. There's ageism in, when, in when TV now. News. Even when, CNBC or MS, all, or the all the uh, financial channels, it's all like a twenty year eight year old woman giving you this in depth financial reporting. Yeah, she has zero experience in journalism, zero experience, right. in, but because she looks good, she on looks camera. good. On camera. Uh, when the uh, I remember when broadcast news when the uh, f- <laughs> the first high def cameras started coming out, they did an interview with a cinematographer who started was the first to start using them, and he said, "Yeah, we have to go in on this." like the default settings we have to go in and fuck some stuff up because he said yeah you can't use it at full bore (laughs) (laughs) and i would imagine for for 4k stuff to really churn and burn because that's such an added expense of hiring artists to go back in and do that that in the real time stuff has gotten so advanced that they'll like for brad pitt they're going to have a real time patch 
that fixes all his shit. And it'll and be custom software developed like for Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's, right. like, it's like a, almost like a Photoshop filter. Right. Or, yeah. or right. Adobe After Effects. And it's yeah. just like, okay, who's, that, well, who's the actor today? And they'll do it while they film mm-hmm. so that it's captured. On the fly, yeah, yeah, it's on totally. That's going to have to. Um, or they're going to have 10,000 guys out there retouching Hand people's painting face. painting yeah. in, in uh, After Effects and stuff. Some of the real-time <laughs> animation stuff that I've seen here in the last like six, seven months is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's getting close. It still has that. There's still, even with the best mocap, still takes so much hand massaging. Yeah. But it's getting better and better. Yeah. And they're they're you know it'll get to a point where yeah they'll totally. I mean they're starting to do it a little bit anyway. With uh, okay, we're going to digitize you, Mister Pitt, and see you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll just send yeah. you checks. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. and they uh, they that'll happen. That'll yeah, happen. so I, I think the first stage of that is probably like the real time. It does all the adjustments on the fly, and at some point, it gets so good. Maybe he mocaps himself. You know what I mean? He's just there to so that they don't have to sit there and animate and do stuff. Just hey, here's your mocap, and then you, you on the film, it's going to really look like Brad Pitt went in and did it all, but it's all mocap and it all it's probably all done in real time. Yeah. And and someone's editing that movie while they're filming and they're done. At the end of the day, they're like the movie's done. It was like a, a two month shooting cycle. It's like we're finished. <laughs> there was some cool stuff this morning um, on Facebook that was all the Mad Max stuff, and it was like those sliders. That you could take a frame. It was like a you know the wide frame, and you could slide back and forth oh, yeah. between Look the unedited and the and the because the you know it's the first movie to bring back. Hey, we're going to do all this stuff and do it real. It's all going to be practical in frame, right? But still, then they take they come back up on the top of it and completely amp it up and and put a lot of special effects on it, <laughs> make it over the top. Yeah. yeah. Where's the Michael Bay filter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. That'll be, that'll be it. Like we talked yeah. a month ago. That's called San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> Where you can, like, you, all your material is in the can, right? And then you say you run the Michael Bay filter, and it'll just put it all together. Like Buildings shot, directed, and, <laughs> and everything from Michael Bay. Or you yeah. could put in the um, the guy who did uh, Tree of Life and uh, Thin Red Line, and it'll be really like artsy and slow motion yeah, or slow pace. Glow and, effect to it. Yeah, too. or put your Steve, Steven Spielberg filter the, on your movie, just like on Instagram. Hey, Ron, where'd you lay down the Christopher Nolan filter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed it. Yeah. 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 Oh, this doesn't really play as a... Michael Bay flick. Let's run the Christopher Nolan filter on it. Wachowski brothers. We need, to, we, we need to go deeper. <laughs> yeah, which I just saw, speaking of them, I just saw Jupiter Ascending the other night. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. Well, the special effects the special effects from the last couple of their movies, the one with Tom Hanks. Wait, Jupiter Ascending, that's the one with, uh, with Mila. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she looked good the whole way through, <laughs> brother. But it's a sto- it's an okay story. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, okay. it's good. I would. It's rewatchable. Did you ever watch that one with uh, the time deal with Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. the Loopers? Day- Looper? No, no it was a Wachowski Brothers uh, flick. Oh, with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Well, that wasn't a time loop. That was telling a story for like over four time. timelines. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it, and so the, something starts like a in like re- the, was it a reincarnation type of thing sort of like I don't know that it was really and I, it's been a while since I I don't know that they were really reincarnated but it was these two characters that kept coming together and they ultimately it was Halle Berry and Tom Hanks right at the end fulfill kind of the destiny of this thing and, and special effects are fucking good man what is the name what? of it 
Um, I'm, I'm checking. I'm just checking. Sorry, checking. sorry, PBI. Sorry, buddy. Hey, at least you're checking. At least right. you, you're appearing to be concerned. Right. I am. Yeah. I'm del- delving back into the uh, timeline here to uh, figure this out. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think it was based on a book. It was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the author. He wrote um, Thomas Pynchon. Is that mm-hmm. right? It's the uh, the the movie bit on that was an exploration an exploration of how the actions of an individual lives impact one another in the past, present, and future, as one soul is shaped from a killer into a hero, and an act of kindness ripples across centuries to inspire the, a revolution. The the book, if I remember correctly, that thing is a doorstop. That thing yeah. is, is like well, well over a thousand. Tell this pages. type of story. I imagine it would. would it's and, a and huge book. And Cloud he, Atlas was good. It was okay. I don't know that I would go back and rewatch it though, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, Jupiter, right? Uh, Jupiter ascending. I think I think was I liked it. It's actiony. It's got great special effects. Some of the stuff failed story wise, and some of it was really. Well, there's a third director in there with with uh, Andy and now Lana Wachowski. Yeah, yeah it's I guess not it's the Wachowski now, brothers. It's not the Wachowski oh, brothers the anymore. It's the Wachowski. Just the Wachowskis. Brother and sister. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the author was David Mitchell for Cloud Atlas. Ah, it was, and Tom Teichner is the other director who was on Cloud Atlas. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, let's freshen up drinks. All right. Let's get some snacks. Yeah. Oh, snack I'm actually... Uh, uh, that's why the name's... <laughs> you think I'd remember this, the name of the author. He uh, just... His most recent book is called The Bone Clocks uh, by David Mitchell. I'm reading that right now. Mm. Pretty good. You said bone. <laughs> bone cocks? <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't that of, redundant? It's, isn't that called Bangkok? There's, yeah. no, there's no real bones in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the bone get something? It's cartilage. Cartilage. Sharp. Sharp. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast. Well, there was that, you know. And it's a one in a billion chance. Yeah. In a neighborhood not far from, was it Biden's home? Yeah. No, his, I guess his home away from home. So you said in, you're in your element, Paul. What what would be your element? Um, I just want to avoid that at all possible, whatever that <laughs> element is. Um, the fifth element. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my multipass. <laughs> multipass. Multipass. That's a stop-down movie for me, too. Yeah, I love that movie. And that movie is close to 20 years old. Is that old? I think so. Probably 90-something. It's pretty close to 20, if not 20. And I'm such a Luke Besson fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I just last night watched uh, Lockout, his uh, sci-fi movie from a couple years ago. Oh yeah, it's cheesy and not fantastic, but I like it so much. Yeah, Fifth Element was ninety-seven, so yeah, it's freaking eighteen years approaching. old. Approaching, it's pretty close. Yep. Wow. I should have known it wasn't twenty because you'd see new uncut DVD 
Blu-ray. I know. I just bought the 30th anniversary uh, Blade Runner thing they put out on iTunes like, I don't know, a month ago. The director's director's cut? I don't know what it is. I bought it on Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's funny because the comments, like you can, like on iTunes, if you're on a movie, you can click over to click more and it'll give you all like rotten tomatoes comments and everything. (laughs) And so somebody had posted on there and said, where the hell is Harrison Ford's narration? Hmm. It's like, man, you are not a fan. (laughs) If you don't understand at what point that left the film and why that was in the film. And I remember a while, this was years ago. I bought a Sony DVD player and it came with a copy of Blade Runner, a DVD copy of Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. I was like, was it the the theatrical or director? I think it's I think it was the director's cut, and I was like, I was like, he fought this tooth is in and the nail box. not is... to have the narration in there because he right. believed it dumbed down, and yeah. also the they had they made that ending in the theatrical version is different from the the driving scene. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it has the same footage, almost the same footage as uh, the Shining drive from up the mountain. Sort of, but uh, the in the the directors, it just the elevator door closes. You don't know if they get away or not, right? And it's very more much more ambiguous as to whether he's a replicant or not, right? Yeah, I really, I that's a movie that I have to rewatch like every year. So, love that movie. I bought it. I bought it on Blu-ray because Ginger has never seen Blade Runner. Yeah, when are you guys gonna stop buying? Hard copy stuff that's going to be outmoded in like a month. Hey, some of us are luddites. We're still, <laughs> we're still physical media, folks. To God, some degree, you guys need getting to better. Getting I better. Can't, I can't access my cloud. <laughs> I know, and I'm telling you, once you make this is this, I'm, I'm trying to give you drop some wisdom in here. Once you make the change, and I'm, this sounds stupid, I got I don't know seventy Blu-ray up there and two hundred DVDs <laughs> and how many laser discs and, and how many laser discs <laughs> and none of that shit sees the light of day. <laughs> you just it becomes so easy to click and start watching something once well, you go everything streaming. And I've because uh, I barely ever watch anything that is not streaming. Yeah, yeah, because I you know once I. Once, because I used to be very. Who wants a, a cabinet of if, thousand Blu-ray well, movies? And here we are like complaining. In an earlier podcast, we're complaining about the extra steps you have to go through on friggin' Amazon Prime versus Netflix. I know. And, and so we were talking about simple, going stupid. going to a closet or a, a, a you know a drawer or a cabinet and picking out a friggin' Blu-ray, opening the case, putting opening the tray of the player, putting it in the player, hitting play. You're making my point. <laughs> Look at all the steps you had to go through versus. Click versus you know Netflix. You hit the big red Netflix button if your remote or your uh, your system has that, and then boom, it opens it up, and you just click click click. click or iTunes, I've had a, or I've, the Android, whatever the I've, fuck. Right. Google had, Play. I've had a, a body modification uh, put uh, Netflix and Prime buttons underneath my skin on there my forearm, yeah. and better. sometimes <laughs> I hit them both and, and let them fight it out, see which loads fast. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget about that wiener you had on your elbow uh, every, installed every day. Some people can't lick their elbow. I can. <laughs> Because <laughs> I got motivation. <laughs> the uh, the when Netflix first came out, this was just the DVD service before streaming was even on the horizon. Um, I thought it was my civic duty to make a backup of every disc, that, <laughs> just in case the the like, like their storage facility burned down. It's like right. Paul's got you covered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and I and I 
I've got like these DVD spindles just full of all these uh, like a Sharpie markers, like. Pulp Fiction, blah blah. blah you know? I mean, and now I have I, hundreds of those too. Man. Yeah, and and I since no. streaming came up, you I'm, won't even catch me. I can't remember the last time I uh, made a safety copy. <laughs> of, of, yeah. Of, yeah, just in case the world ends, I want or the mail, mail stops coming. I, it's like I think of myself as Project Gutenberg, yeah. <laughs> but so, just for Netflix. I'm, but I'm there I did for the them. same thing, and it's stuff I love. I probably have fifty uh, DVDs of the Alias, series. and they have, and they have, they have. Uh, I'd make. I was like, really? I look at it. It has big rim of dust on top of it because I haven't <laughs> right, even right. opened it up. I, the, yeah. All those spindles of DVDs and stuff, I keep those in the garage because there's no danger yeah. of them getting busted into. Mm-hmm. So make the change. Right. Stop spending the money on Blu-rays. That was the first one I bought, and I don't know. I bought it. I don't know. How much did you pay here. for it? I can't remember. Twenty bucks. It's nineteen ninety nine on iTunes. Yeah, I think it was the same price. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't, and you just don't, don't have to go to the store. Don't have to. If you lose it, scratch it. It's it's you got right. it forever. It's hard to scratch. Well, I, wish that, <laughs> I wish that you Try. would have the ability to take all your DVDs that are you know put them in a player. It says, oh, you have a valid copy of it. You get the digital download for free, type of thing. Yeah, but then you would just ship your movies to your buddy, and then he would do the same thing, and I'd ship them to Paul. <laughs> some some uh, well, some, what? I some know, I wouldn't do that. Some some uh, oh uh, that that's. Nice little segue. Uh, I saw an article sell them that <laughs> Net, Netflix is starting to eBay. try to. Nobody's going to buy. Net, Netflix is trying to <laughs> start cracking down on people sharing their their login information. Netflix does a pretty good job of that. Yeah, it's like, um, are you in Cairo right now? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I, I talked about it on the podcast too, where the HBO CEO said, "We know how many people share." Yeah. We know who's sharing, and it's so de minimis to the business. It's less it's money right. just to not let them people right. have it than it is to spend money on tech to try to solve that fucking problem. Well, right. it's yeah. like it's like with this. I I, know, I think it's just a form, just for functionality's sake, that the MPAA still goes after, tries to shut down Pirate Bay and stuff like that. Because and that, that that genie is long out of the bottle. It's like you're not going to shut them down. They're like the Hydra. <laughs> you know, you yeah. cut one head <laughs> yeah. off, three more spring yeah. up. And they're, they they just <laughs> recently. And those are not more people com- that, like, if you take away the, let's say they were successful tomorrow and the you could no longer illegally get their stuff, those 17-year-old kids aren't then going to rush out and buy your shit. There's no upside. Yeah. It's just spending money. And that's what his the HBO guys, what is so if it got to the point that we needed to invest money in doing that, then we would do it. Sure. And as long as it's de minimis and it doesn't hurt our business model, I ain't fucking worrying about it. Yeah, and, and that's the it's it's a certain amount of that is it's going to be, and you'd be surprised how many people you put something out there for free, or you can get it, and that leads to sales, either to uh, related media or. That, to actual why, physical yeah. physical copy or something, that's or, why or they buying a digital. Actively do it, and and for the by and large, like iTunes has free episodes of shows that are coming on forever. That's you know, that, that's why the Hulu's been semi successful because it gets you. Oh, I can watch six episodes and then get caught up and then go jump on that. All that makes total business sense unless you're an old line record company or movie company mm-hmm. and you're 65 years old and don't understand you don't technology. understand it and you know then it's like oh technology so scary yeah um eventually uh, uh, i i 
I know that I'll I'll end up probably buying movies digital. <laughs> I, I haven't yet, mm-hmm. but there's like we was talking about before with Orphan Black. That's the first show that I was like, I'd seriously consider buying it. You yeah. know, and first one I it's bought. Getting, it's you, getting there. It's just a slow transition. All right, here you go, Brian. You'd be proud of me. I bought uh, the day that you were talking about Watchmen being on iTunes mm-hmm. or whatever it was, four bucks. Yeah. I bought it digital. Yeah, thank he, you. Thank and he'll 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 yeah. watch it for three years from now. <laughs> it won't even be a format that but plays anymore. I, I, I do that. Yeah, four years from now, fine. Yeah, but you got it for four bucks, right? Exactly, and it's there digitally forever. Yeah. Stream whenever you want, wherever you want. Right, I, I do that a ton. Like, um, I bought they ran a, a special and Full Metal Jacket was like nine dollars. I bought it. Um, the Blade Runner thing was nine dollars that day. I bought it. Haven't watched it. Um, the Watchmen I did buy because I was like, oh yeah, dude, I, I and I think I have the Blu-ray, <laughs> right? Somewhere. And I was like, I could buy that for four bucks. I don't have to fuck around with that Blu-ray. So with the uh, digital copies, do they still have all the cool stuff like the behind the scenes? Oh yeah, and they have oh, all yeah. that. Okay. Everything's on there. It's just all in digital format. Yep. All that you just click over on the iTunes Extra thing, which is another one. You know, instead of hitting play the movie, it's iTunes that you click over iTunes Extras, and all that behind the scenes stuff is there. And, the internet is an amazing series of, <laughs> series of tubes. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Have you seen my tube? Do you but know that what a, you could do with an aluminum tube? <laughs> that is a little bit of a good segue because you brought up Orphan Black. And I was just going to say there's a couple things about it I wanted to talk about. And number one, that since <laughs> the, the last couple of episodes have been fantastic. Yeah. In my mind, the main thing that made them fantastic is that the Caster Brothers has not been on there at all. They've totally rotated away from that, and it's made the show so much better. I think they. I think they. I wonder if they. And I hope they deal and get the. I hope all those fuckers die, and we can push on with a good show. <laughs> well, they are dying. I wonder now that. I know. That's what I I'm, wonder I'm now, since, right now, since there's feedback is so immediately available on things as opposed to years past is like you can get instant feedback I mean people tweeting during a show while it's going on right loved it hated it it makes you wonder if I'm sure it was part of the storyline anyway that they pivoted away but it makes you wonder at what point they're going to start be working on shows and they're they're getting pretty fast feedback I'm like man maybe we need to shift you know, and then and well, it's only so fast they can because of the production production schedules ahead of time. I mean, they're shooting these series, you know, six months in advance before they. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Them, but you know. but the the that that time but time window seasons, that, they take a lot of that, feedback. Yeah, like that, that time yeah. frame keeps on getting smaller and smaller. For sure, and smaller. Yeah, yeah, is like absolutely. Brian was talking with these real time filters. Is that you know how far away are we from seeing a show that is shot and is in the can like weekly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. instead of like producing like all of them a season ahead is they go week to week and they're, they're soliciting feedback and ch- changing. That'd be sort of interesting idea changing. They could do things. that. Yeah. They really could. Now you'd have a problem. Of course, if there's some type of national disaster or strike or something, then you're like, oh, crap. Well, <laughs> what are we going to do? We don't, we can't shoot this week. We don't have a show to show. You know? Work yeah, it in, so work it into the story. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, obviously just as, this is off the orphan black community, the neo Lucianist. Um, and this guy, the illusionist. Yeah. So the guy that's writing this, in, this I, I like article, this site, the hand Lucianist. <laughs> You run that, there. I thought. <laughs> um, he's talking about the things that are frustrating with the season. Number one is the, again, the um, removal of uh, Helena 
from the other sisters. Seastress. I find that a little bit irritating too. Um, and and then he says his opening sentence for the second paragraph is, I care so little for the Prolethians as both a concept and as a character that their religious mission is below, is below even Rachel's convalescence <laughs> on the list of things to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because her, her... Recovery. Yeah. But I'm having the, a pencil I, stuck in her eye. I know. <laughs> so I, I, the, I've... She's, mi- the, she's the governor. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I immensely enjoyed the last two episodes because it focused on the sisters and all their craziness. Like Allison's she's thing she's got going on. Did you watch last so, night's episode? I've not seen, no. Huh? no. Okay. So the uh, it's so... Much more entertaining when it's just them as opposed to, uh, well, there's in the guy. I can't tell the 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 male actor from one brother to the next hey, he, yeah. without some ridiculous crazy scar. Yeah, or right, L and right. they, 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 one has to be shot in the leg so he limps so he can go. Oh, that's the one that got shot in the leg. He's like, which one <laughs> yeah. is it? What's this? It, they, they that shows you. We talked about that last week. How yeah. how amazing she uh, the actress is. That plays the the sea stress. Yeah, uh, Tatiana uh, Marzipan. 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 <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, but my ragtime gal. You'll you'll love this week's episode when you watch it, Ron, because it's another one. There's a situation arises. Did you watch it last night? No, we're gonna watch it tonight. Okay, situation arises where one sister has to play the other sister, and C-stress. it turns into a total CF. <laughs> Those are awesome. It's pretty funny. Sea stress. Because that again, like I mentioned last week, that's last episode is that seeing her play another character as uh, another as a as a character, and you can see it, see it faking it. You yeah, know, it's 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 mind boggling how good she is. Yeah, and Ginger's a, gonna love it because there's a good lesbian sex scene in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a recap of last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are, are they? Half seastras or are they full seastras? They're half. So See? Half same mother, different fathers. Same. It's half um, half legal in Oklahoma. <laughs> so glad that the brothers have been a, a very small part of the last couple of episodes, and I hope they rapidly fade away into the background. Yeah, I mean, no, sorry, no fault for that dude, that actor, but I just find him a little irritating. You know, the one character the, that they initially brought him on for, I was okay. Sure, I right, yeah. Cool. But then, as all the other brothers, yeah, no, no. I think they could have, you know, done better there. And I, and you know, I think what happened is they did that. They did season one, or whatever, or they had a season, yeah, because this is season three, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So three. they did season one, and then they were like, "Okay, no," because I think he comes in right at the end of season one, and yeah, whenever the Prolethians, yeah, first yeah, appeared. You're right. And then I think they were like, you know what would be cool if what was there was wow. another set of clones. And then they just looked Boy at the clones, cast they yeah. had and said, well, I mean, he's kind of the only one that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, it just, I don't know. It just, I've never enjoyed um, him and all the four or five of their brother roles. And um, so I'm glad it's back to the girls and her and pushing that story forward instead of the. Um, You'll really like this weekend's episode. I'm trying to... Does it, does it have a scorpion in it? Nope. Hey. <laughs> Why like, are you in that box? I really like the scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> I still think there's something there. I think it's... Man, I'm, I'm telling you, psi powers. <laughs> the scorpion did not make an appearance mm. in this week's episode. 
Damn it. I love that. It's like <laughs> she's not only crazy, she's got a she's got a scorpion. She's got an imaginary scorpion friend. It'd be awesome. Or is it imaginary? Dun, yeah. dun, dun. It'd be awesome if she had mind control like Ant Man mind control over just scorpions. Like, yeah, it's like very, very narrow focus. Scorpions are not indigenous to this area. I'm or sorry. Yeah. I'm just a normal person here. <laughs> you're just like, you're shit out we of shouldn't have come to Alaska. <laughs> Desert climates are the, where, the, where their powers are the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to wait for five days to get like 10 of them all in the same area. Yeah, exactly. I have to call them from 20 miles away. They only crawl it's like, a meter. It's like, it's like Five a, meters a day. It's like it's like it's like a, a scene from Ace Ventura. <laughs> so so it's good. Yeah. I'm hoping that the brothers fade away and they don't kill me. The Allison, the weirdly tangential plot line for Allison continues to get more weird and tangential, but it's good. Yeah. Great because it's it's funny when the soccer mom. Alice and the soccer mom gets put into crazy situations. Yeah, you know? yeah she totally works. Out, so. <laughs> I love her care. She's so uptight. <laughs> like, yeah, and you are that's you what, are tightly wound. That's what makes it though. They, there was one a little bit of a lapse this week, and I thought that they that when they take Kasima's glasses off in this episode, she looks so much like the other ones and it's not on purpose she it's just a, doesn't have her glasses it's on the, uh, same yeah. actress that, <laughs> that's what does it I know but <laughs> that's what does it. visually that's kind of how they're that's, that's the her. visual well, cues her, 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 her eyebrows are different too yeah um, she, but it's, it's I think it's a little bit of a mistake they have one scene where she doesn't have her glasses on and, and it's sort of it's yeah. like it's Cl- a little off putting it's like Clark Kent it's like are you Superman? oh my god you're Superman <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you not know it's like the end of uh, of Man of Steel, where you know he comes to the, the Daily Planet to get a job. It's like, how could you not tell that that is <laughs> Superman? Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he lifted my desk I'm just because he's wearing a suit and tie. And I'm suspicious. <laughs> he shook my hand and broke it. I think he might be strong. So, and this is going to be probably for you guys a little bit of a weird topic. So, one of the things oh, that I love. Oh no! <laughs> have you have you ever seen one donkey? And have you have you ever seen a grown man naked? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like watching gladiator movies? <laughs> you like to hang around gymnasiums. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of which, just a quick, hanging around gym, gymnasiums. Quick, former speaker of the house, Dennis Hastert. Apparently, yeah. he was down he with diddled. the dude, down with the dudes. <laughs> Sword fighting. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That came out yesterday, I think. Yeah. Literally. Again, we were just last Friday night. Last night? No, yeah. Friday night at the right. skate. And I'm like, anybody that holds themselves out is like the person that's on the moral high ground is I a fucking the, freak. I am a moral, Automatically. I'm a moral role model for yeah. all of you. Oh, my God. He likes boys. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. now. That's Our, the. What's there's in my head? some dirty, dark secret there oh, yeah. that's waiting to come out. Yeah. I I'm, I'm so out on people on the moral high ground. Fuck I was that. not all... soliciting sex in the men's restroom. I just have a yeah. wide stance. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, Paul, but you actually were soliciting was, sex in the men's. Well, I was looking I was for hoping. another square. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> I was looking for it for free. Somebody, I'm somebody, just looking to hook up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not soliciting a prostitute. Just, I'm just looking for something free. Yeah. Uh, somebody, uh, uh, for whatever reason, there was like talcum powder or cocaine on the floor <laughs> up at work on on the floor what? and it, it was it was like somebody like talcum powder or something and in Comment. the dust it was right by one of the stalls and somebody drew a cartoon face <laughs> 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 looking at a new step 
was like, I was nice. like, well, nice. well played. Yes, yeah, so I was like, good one, you did it. So one of the things I, I pay particular attention to um, now that that's a given, duh. I'm, I'm a functional male. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you, what are you gonna claim innocence? <laughs> Doctor, I believe, I believe I discovered I have a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not talking about the chocolate, a good kind that comes in a package, sir. Two of them. So I pay particular attention to. It's so kind of a little two ding dongs. <laughs> Whoa. Kind of a little thing that I that I pay attention to when I'm going to click on an episode and, and let it play is what the episode title is. And a lot of shows, like Justified and Sons of Anarchy, they the title of their show is actually like something you can go look up. And once you understand the concept that they're talking about, it adds another layer to what they've told in that episode. Right. Justified, um, one of the probably the, the – there's a, a concept from the medieval era. It's called uh, Noblesse Oblige. Which means the slow obli- down, Poindexter. I know. <laughs> well, it's the well, obligation well. of the nobles to take care of the serfs and mm. to take care of the people that are, you know, that they're under that they're under their charge. So it's a conceptual thing that you can go look up and kind of research, and it'll glean a little bit of what the who wrote the episode is kind of talking about. Right? It kind of takes it to another level, adds a little thing, and. Um, and Sons of Anarchy, he will. Uh, a lot of the um, uh, episodes are Latin names, not they're just in Latin, and but it's famous Latin sayings or whatever that you can go and look up and kind of again glean a little bit more into what his thought process was and what he was trying to express in that episode. Interesting. Okay, so with that said, okay, I, I keep on hoping they bring back uh, the rights of prima nocta. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So it's stuff like that. Like when he says that in um, uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, if you don't know what Prima Nocta is and you just push on forward, that's not a funny joke, although there's been a lot of controversy around that. I, was, I, um, I, I, would, I would just say, see, if anybody really cares, they'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people know what it is, and then they made a big stink about like how it was all aimed at Josh Whedon. It was on much of that tirade. So, but So Orphan Black tries to overthink the titles of their episodes. So I'm just going to read you guys mm, some of the yeah. episode titles from, yeah, this, from this year. The weight of this combination. Transitory sacrifices of crisis. <laughs> Formalized, already. complex, and costly. I'm already, Newer elements of our defense. I'm already heading towards the door Scarred now. by many past frustrations. Certainty or certain agony of the battlefield community of dreadful fear and hate i mean these sounds like bad movie titles right it sounds, it sounds like purpose. it sounds like a like a random word generator almost. yeah it almost says ruthless in purpose and insidious in method calm insolve insolvent <laughs> phantom of, phantom, of yeah. tomorrow yeah. what the fuck does that mean <laughs> of course they're that way from the day from day one i mean the, the i mean the first two is a little fairly simple natural selection instinct but then it's Variation under nature, effects of eternal conditions, conditions of existence, variations under domestication. I mean, it gets, you know. It's dumb. <laughs> it, so it, it, it's just a little bit of an irritant every time a new episode this year pops up. I don't, even, like, I don't even know, like, where to begin to, like, start decoding that. <laughs> no, I, I, did, I did not get my ring and my... 
cereal box, <laughs> my decoder ring. I was like, I don't even know where to start with it's that. It's so overthought. But like again, it's something that, that I several years ago started paying attention to, like what the title names were of episodes. Yeah. Because as these have been uh, uh, sort of become a little bit more of a higher art form, the people that are doing that, the showrunners, have like like if they look up like a lot of their ideas, if right, they're just noodling around for ideas, and they run across the concept, or they know what the concept no- noodling. of of noblesse oblige is, right? Then they can oh, that would be a cool th- because it's the the strong protecting the weak, essentially, right? right. That adds from contextually something very important for that episode, right? And this stuff is just word salad. It is just the, the word salad. It's just there, there. There's the name of the episode. Word salad. salad. It is. They're literally just to, they're just, just tossing that word salad. If I just tossing put a bunch of salad. like random <laughs> word generator things, and I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if would, they came out and said, "Hey, actually, we did use a, a random, random word, word generator." generator. Wouldn't it be funny if they took all those titles and you string them out on a page, and the first letter of each phrase says like kiss my ass or something you know like <laughs> well and, or and you, just a good old boss. almost every one of these episodes every one of the episodes is written by a different person right so they're really and i would think that they're um they know the 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 story arc right so they got to fill in the blank for that particular episode but it's it, it, i it, finally this morning hit me i was like this is what's irritating me every time i go click play i read that and i'm like that is the dumbest title <laughs> i've ever heard like ruthless in purpose and insidious in method was this week's episode. It's like that's a certain agony, scarred by many past frustrations. I I, I'm surprised I haven't noticed that. It's Se- terrible. Yeah. Season two, episode one: nature under const- under constraint and vexed. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> and considering how good the show is, and yeah. it's like who made that call? Or maybe uh-huh. that's they're just they're just sticking our eyes. Season just. two, episode five is ipsa science. Potestas est. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> something in Latin. <laughs> something. something like, here, let me look something, up. Something, something. nature in her wanderings. Is that what it means? No, no. Oh, that, that's, that's another that's, one that's of another the... episode. Knowledge of <clears throat> causes and secret motion of things. I, Brian, I think you need to... <laughs> I think you need to start doing that for each podcast. Variable and full of perturbed perturbation so <laughs> no it's so stupid perturbed so, i don't use perturbation it sounds it, you know, it sounds so. like it sounds like a like a crazy beat poet or something i know i know well and so one of the crazier episodes of Son of, sons of anarchy is called um falx cerebra um in the in and you look it up and if you've seen the episode you're like oh that's kind of a cool little easter egg and I won't, I'm not going to give any way or tell why this makes sense within the episode. And um, the that's the newest one, right? Sons of Anarchy. Oh no! I'm no, sorry. this is no, this is Sons of Anarchy. Oh, so uh, Falx Cerebri, also known as the Cerebral Falx, so named for its sickle-like form, is a strong arched fold of dura matter that descends vertically in the longitudinal fissure between the cerebral hemispheres. Right, so if you know what that is, I think my, you, I think my drink is empty. <laughs> <laughs> so it totally makes sense within the context of that episode of the right. show, right? And oh, it's like hopefully. it is a little bit of an Easter egg type deal. Um, so 
I, I like that a lot, but they are so over the top doing it in yeah, it can be Orphan it's, Black. It's too crazy what it, they're doing. I mean, you know, think about like the old Star Trek episodes, the original Star Trek episodes. You know, they or there were names that made sense to what was going on in the show, like Space Seed or, right. or you know, Piece of the Action. The first Trump, episode, the, the Corbinite, tri- you know, Trouble Tribble is a Corbinite maneuver. You know, they, all different things. You know, that, that the game screws of Triskelon. You know, right? Because yeah. like, let's say in ten years from now, and Ron and I are sitting around talking, and I'm like. Man, can you... The episode... You remember episodes uh, Scarred by Many fa- Past Frustrations from Orphan Black? That was so good. And you're going to yeah, go, no. no, that which fucking one was that? Was that from... What season was that yeah. from? I don't even remember that title, dude. What, what are you talking about? But if about? I say <laughs> The tr- Trouble of Tribbles, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, well, it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's like... They're like trying to make a like a... Like a word puzzle out of it or something instead of getting, something that is... They're getting too cute. They're getting yeah. too cute. Maybe they should, we should just make... Uh, you know, like an anagram of those, <laughs> like come up with something really stupid. Which it can be too simple. It's like uh, all the Seinfeld ones. It's the one where blah, 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 you know. The soup Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know which one this is. So, for instance, Justified has an has a episode called The Murder of Crows, which not, you, there is, you know, what a murder of crows yeah. is. Yeah. And then you take that meaning and overlay that with the character names in the show and what that episode's about. It gives all these different meanings, and it's kind of a cool add-on for me. But I know this is a little bit of an esoteric subject, but it's just, it really is one of the things, the only thing that about, besides the brothers. This is your, okay, besides that, the brothers, your only complaint about Orphan Black is the, it's yeah, the show it's title. Well, show and, you, and you know what? If you have to, if you have to, nitpick on if that's the things you hit you're having to nitpick that's a good show <laughs> well it's not i don't i didn't go look for something I hate to it that they it literally it irritates the piss out of me every you're time right, I when click you're, play. you're looking to hit and play yeah. which one it is i have never noticed that yeah but i've, now I've you noticed will. a little bit but now it's even more so. yeah it's it's idiotic thanks you're welcome now that's, that, now that's all I'm <laughs> it's gonna be that song now you can't get out of your head every time you look at it you're thanks like, brian <laughs> you're welcome formalized complex and costly <laughs> Tells me so much about that show. It's transitory sacrifices of crisis. Well, it'd be sort of. I think it'd be interesting if they tried to turn it into, uh, uh, you know, like those, uh, those, like they. It's like an alternate, alternate uh, history website or something like that, to where they're making up a story that's going on in the background. If you search for these phrases and stuff like that, it leads you to planted websites and stuff like that. Sort of turn it into. a real life game. I just well, that would be much cooler than what it is. It was just probably just trying to sound too cool to be you know too cool for school. I was hoping you was gonna say that. It's like please let him say you're too cool for school. Because <laughs> that's your favorite. Oh, hey, uh, Orphan Black is already greenlit for season four. Of course it is. Yeah. I don't know what the numbers are though on it. I don't yeah. know how it's doing statistically. Well, I think we've brought it to our high-profile show has yeah. brought it to the forefront. Any, any, Everybody should be watching it now, right? Any podcast about pushing it, it is us. Well, I mean, <laughs> we have a we have a big contingency in Russia. Yeah. We, I say Sistras at least every show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Except you said about forty-five times this one. Forty-six. Forty-six. What's <laughs> it about? What's it about? Sistras and Sistras and scorpions and. Drug pushing and, wank, and wanky dudes, wanky dudes, <laughs> the brothers. Yeah. Oh God, get out of there! Get out of my show! Get off my show! <laughs> yeah. I have a scar. I'm a distinct personality. So I'm going to start blogging at the orphan black community, the Neolutionists. It's mm. at TV.com. So it's got it's a 
offshoot of tv.com tv.com yeah talk to talk about a domain there's a if i could go back to 1995 and buy up a whole bunch of whole bunch of domain names just buy if you go back then just buy up a whole bunch of apple you don't <laughs> gotta worry about doing domain names you know under uh, the wonderful tatiana Masla, maslani uh, IMDb, IMDb page she says she's did a bit part in Parks and Rec hmm. really mm. I didn't know that I, we will, I've I'm watched sure I've Yahoo. watched I've watched every episode I didn't it doesn't stand out it must have been a bit bit part maybe or she's such a good actress maybe she's uh, she was in that movie she's Ron Va- Swanson and nobody realized she was it. in that movie that rom-com that uh, The Vow uh, that was with Rachel McAdams and Channing Tatum oh Oh, what did she play in that? She played... Channing Tatum. She's uh, very she good. She played the role of Lily. So, okay. There, there you go. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. Thanks for educating us. Yep. All right. So what do you guys got? What else you got? Paul? Paul? You got anything? Oh, on what's, in, what's on your app? Let me let me uh, look up uh, look up uh, <laughs> Nosferatu here. Um, Nosferatu. <laughs> there's, there's a new show on CBS. It's called The Hunger Games. A new CBS, CBS <laughs> new CBS reality show exploits poor families by making them grovel for $101,000. So they basically, they're pitting two families and seeing which one either looks like a jerk for taking the money or uh, ends up having to drown in their own debt and, and taking the high road and not taking the money. Mm. And then, they, of course, they show this picture of this. this ah, and it's called The Hunger Games? It's called... It's called The Hunger Games. Hmm. May the it's, odds forever be in your favor. Yeah. Well, no, it's it, it's not uh, The Hunger Games. It's called The Briefcase. Ah. Okay. A show which takes oh, pop. okay. The, I was like, how could they do that? That yeah, sounds that's, like... That's the, uh, that was just the, the raw the story. That was the name of it. Uh, okay. That was the name of the... Um, they just a show which takes poverty porn, class anxiety, emotional manipulation, and exploitation, and packages them all neatly into a pretty despicable hour of primetime television. <laughs> God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> kicking gotta, off, kicking gotta, off each episode with the question, "What would you do with one hundred and one thousand dollars?" What? Why they pick that weird number? Yeah, what's the other hundred the, or the other thousand? Like Can the one thousand? Another decimal place to that, uh, please. Yeah, the, the show that. Deep, deep dives into a competition that asks two unwitting, financially strapped families to choose between two no-win options: being financially solvent yet appearing heartless and greedy. Which yeah. is, I, I would take option A, <laughs> or drowning in debt yet having audiences recognize them as selfless and giving, which don't do shit for the bills. <laughs> it's like and so what they can so that's do it. That's, they, that's it. They can no, so they have to decide. They, I guess they see a film of how bad off the other family is and then they have to decide are they going to give any money to that family or are they going to yeah. keep it all themselves yeah it's it's it sounds like uh it sounds like, terrible it, it does sounds, sound terrible yeah from like they're moral, both moral point of view <laughs> they're, they're both uh being both families are being told they're in a documentary about money instead of producer from the show unexpectedly so being lied to yeah unexpected of course. yeah it's reality too Un- unexpectedly comes through the house with a suitcase full of cold hard cash and that could be life changing in the case of families, some uh, um, amazing sum of money. Uh, instead of just giving them cash, uh, cash, there's a major catch. 
is that they're informed that some other family out there who's also in need and then to give them the choice you can give keep all the money you can keep some of the money or you can give it all away and neither family knows about the other one that's being offered the same thing uh, and so it's basically it's a psychology experiment the name of the it's like it's like the prisoners uh, yeah. like <laughs> the name of it this was the one uh, man. article it says i can't lie this is the name of the article i can't lie i love these new trolling the poor tv shows <laughs> Well, of course, uh, th- that show, uh, uh, The Biggest Loser, that's that's caught a ton of flack because, you know, they the taking a premise that the, these obscenely overweight people and they're trying to get them in shape to help their health and their lives. And then you start hearing stories behind that they're like, it's like, like boot camp. It's like mental torture. They're like pushing them, like forcing them to work out so hard that they're like passing out. <laughs> right, yeah, or, or having health issues. Yeah, there's, and there's a, a version of it in England called Britain's Hardest Grafter, which I guess that's, hard, Grafter I guess is probably a... Like Grifter? Or? Yeah, like some kind of con or something. Hmm. God, yeah, the, that the, sounds, well, that's so idiocracy to me. It does. It's, it's very much. Uh, Ow, my balls. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? And somebody in the comments said, uh, this reminds me of the old disaster porn series that was on when I was a small child called Queen for a Day, which was also on CBS. It's like, uh, it's simply uh, basically a, a pity contest between three women who are chosen to come on the air and share their disasters with the nation. And whoever was judged the most unfortunate, they would make her queen for the day. It's like, wow, you've you've got three teeth in your head. You deserve some love, right? You're working five jobs just to pay, uh, just to make ends meet. Uh oh, with our first ringing interruption during. Oh, the, uh, oh, is it is that Russia calling in? Yeah, is that is that a Russian fan calling us? Saying, no, it's my, it's Desiree calling from the park across the street. Mm, keep going, keep going. Right. If you would have had your uh, your your Apple Watch. You could have <laughs> simply flicked it to your face quickly yeah. and then saw. seen what was going on. <laughs> Somebody else in the comments said, coming soon, the water games. Are you thirsty? Corey <laughs> <laughs> Pitt, third world country people against each other for what, drinking what water. What would you do for a life-sustaining glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you kill your fellow man? Yeah, so I, I thought that was, I was it, like. It is not. It is to me very idiocracy, very like. I can't imagine watching that fucking show. Oh. Well, <laughs> it, there's it, the power. You know, if you watch it, then it, it makes money. But if you don't, then it'll go away. They said it's somebody else commented wrong reality format. Instead of cynically exploiting the poor, the better reality show would be disp- deposit one million into the bank accounts of the rich and see what they do with it. <laughs> one, keep the money. <laughs> Two, establish tax deductible nonprofit charity foundations of their names and or assist one uh, one or more hundred desperate struggling working families. Non tax deductible. I think we should give a little bit back to the one percent. You know, Cause yeah, I, yeah, it's because they're so bad off. Well, yeah. the trickle down theory. Has worked, has worked in right. It's worked wonders. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, the, the, the tears of the poor. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> yeah. is quite as refreshing Remind, as the tears of the downtrodden. <laughs> reminds me of the line from uh, what was it? History of the World Part One. I love the world. I, I know I love the poor. I am their sovereign. <laughs> 
pole. <laughs> Catapults a poor guy up into the air while he shoots him with a shotgun. Was that King Louis the my, 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 people, my people love me. Yeah. Pole. I am their sovereign. I love them. Pole. I like to be referred to as the Sun King. <laughs> yeah, that that show's not going to be. Uh, yeah, and and see, and by and, and that's I think that's a sure sign because now the the gimmick's out of the bag, so they can only run one season of it. It's got to be like a filler because yeah, you can't you maybe. can't run you can't run that same. It's like I may have heard of this, <laughs> right? Yeah, how do you? Well, if it becomes unless it's just not really known on some network, small network is not really known. But C- how can you? CBS. How can it be? You know, okay, it's CBS. Then you know. If it's a summer filler, maybe, but if it gets any type of traction, then yeah, everybody would know about it. That's what we was just talking about. I was telling Ron that I can't see how once the cat's out of the bag, that's the gimmick of the show is like, okay, everybody's going to know about it. I think how, but, how, do, how do you replicate that? But they've had a lot of shows that they are duping the people in it that they've done five or six or years of, like that. What's the CEO undercover boss? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well, you, but you never really know on that type of thing. But if you get the whole poor, well, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Hey, wait a minute, is this a friggin' TV show? You know? Do you remember <laughs> that one? Well, they've done two of these, like the dating deals. One was that um, he was actually like a bulldozer driver, bulldozer driver, but they pawned him off to like the bachelorette type deal, where it was like yeah. twenty unsuspecting women thought he was a. Multi-millionaire, but he actually was like a bulldozer <laughs> yeah, driver. Made 25K a year. And then what was the yeah. other one where uh, they, oh, one of the um, Prince William or, or what the other one? Prince was, Harry? Yeah, date Prince Harry or whatever, but it was just a look-alike guy. <laughs> and people, you know, they'll, fall, know. they'll fall for anything. Yeah, it's like there's a, there's a commercial, the there's a commercial uh, that was been running recently. Y'all probably seen it where this... Uh, this guy who's in a nice suit and everything, and he's giving these people in his office saying he's telling them all this stuff, and says, uh, "Would you say, based off all, all off of all these qualifications that I've told you, that I could handle your money?" And these people, are like, yes. And then it turns on a TV, and he's he's like a like had a long haired dreadlock DJ. Well, that's good to know because I'm actually a DJ, and he gets up and starts dancing around <laughs> these people. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but these type of shows, like man, I, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't make them if they didn't make money. I guess. The briefcase. The briefcase. One hundred and one thousand dollars. Mm, what's extra one thousand? I, 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 it's, it's man. What? I like round numbers. Come on. <laughs> I don't want that extra thousand. Just maybe, round up. Maybe even see. <laughs> I, I mean, and and I would be terrible at, at this game because as soon as they told me the premise. I would go. They get nothing. I get it all. Uh, show's over. Yep, done. <laughs> I, yeah, well, it makes it. I wonder if that's why they. Th- it's not a even round number because it, it's a psychological thing to where people can't. Suddenly, I can't divide. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Instead I'm of giving me, well, you, you could do this. You could go. Well, okay, well, why don't we give? I'll take fifty-one thousand dollars, and you can give this other poor family fifty. The other fifty. I'd just give them the thousand. <laughs> like, I'd give them a token say, nickel. Say, uh, carry my bags to the curb, peasant. Peasants. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It, it it's like it is a idiocracy thing but you and you you think about the the money i'm sure to like you know it's not bad chunk of change but you take taxes out and you pay off the rest of your debt and then suddenly 
you just have no debt in about 50 cents and a, <laughs> yeah, bat, yeah. And a, and a new pair of kids or something. Yeah, or they're going to have like a brand new convertible Camaro in their yard and nothing else. <laughs> I have next in front of the trailer. <laughs> have you, have you, have you ever seen so many bags of meth? <laughs> I can, I've built a game of Thrones <laughs> chair out of meth. Out of meth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that I, I thought that I was, I, I can guarantee you I, I might watch an episode out of, just morbid curiosity. Is that supposed to be hitting this summer? Well, now you it. have to. Yeah. You're you're required. That's right. Yeah. You bring it up. You have to watch. And it. Uh, another show that I see. This is the problem. Is that we was talking about? This that is show, the problem. The me. I've discovered <laughs> that. I my, thought it was Obama's fault. Uh, well, thanks, Paul. <laughs> naturally, <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> I knocked off my Obama. I knocked my bag of chips off, reaching for the phone. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, Obama! I didn't have the lap tray by Blamo. <laughs> uh, the um, that show between that we talked about hmm. because I have it's it's a weekly show. I don't think about it. Because it's only on Netflix, so I don't think about it. It's not right. like I recorded on DVR, set and forget, and then I look at my DVR. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched it. You again. need to set up a recurring <laughs> reminder on your phone. Yeah, there you go. I need to use technology as my friend, not my. So something right. that just started. I think it started last week. Have you guys seen the ads for Wayward Pines? I've heard of it. It is a very oh, no. David Lynchy kind of. Thing and well, the it, whole title alone screams like David Lynch, or you know, yep, yep, and it's starring well, something, something Matt very Dillon. northwestern type of, and it is, it's very up there, yeah. I think, in northwestern somewhere, north, Matt Dillon, but it, it has Juliet Lewis in it, okay. Um, okay. but I, I watched about half the first episode two days ago, mm. and I'm not totally out on it, I think I'm gonna give it an episode or two, but it Wait. is. That very mysterious. Is she a cop in this? No, I'm not thinking something else. That was Secrets and Lies. She's a bartender in this. Mm. Does she? Yes, yeah, right. Secrets and Lies. Is she using the annoying vo- voice? Or? No, she's actually using her normal human voice and not talking <laughs> in parakeet. Guy, she's finally gotten. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's finally gotten away from that. But it it it, it is coming on. I think it shows. Um, it's on Fox. But it's an episode or two oh, in. It's going to get canceled. Then. Why I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it's good. It'll probably be on forever. <laughs> they'll just show it out. Or, of, I mean, it's bad. It's probably bad. It'll be on forever. They'll, right. they'll show it just out of order. They'll start with episode <laughs> yeah. three. Um, I'm pretty sure that the first one we showed was mm-hmm. the season finale. I don't understand how that works. Did we ruin it? Damn you, We Fox. did ruin it. Um, so, but it's... Does it have crazy... It's the show, creepy... Does it have a crazy show title? Wayward Pines. Well, I mean, does it like the... The chapter, you know, like he's talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> the innocence of distributed equals. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> episode one. The sensibility. Wow, that sounds like a complicated concept. The, oh, sens- the sure sensibility of think. toenails in in spring. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's wrong with toenails in the fall? I don't, I don't understand. How, and then it has nothing to do with the show. It's just weird. Fungus among of, us. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fungus among us. The uh, that's a, a band, by the way, or, or yeah, or a album, some famous album. There is a penis in between us. <laughs> you think of the Dead Kennedys in your album cover? There, it was yeah. penis landscapes. Penis landscapes. Yeah, you're always thinking about penis. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, but it's that cre- <laughs> it's that creepy vibe show where it's like you know, 
um, David Lynchy stuff, and that what stuff it, really doesn't it, work for me. Now, is it is it sort of what it, is it about? Like, what is it about? Is it like the a outer Secret limits? Or? Service agent goes to Wayward Pines, Idaho, in search of two federal agents who have gone missing in the bucolic town. I don't know what bucolic means, but it sounds like something so you don't like, want to have. That's like, that's like, oh man, remember like, last summer when I had bucolic? I had, I had bad bucolic. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, it's like another way of saying like that sleepy, so, that sleepy little town, sleepy weird town. So he soon learns he may never get out of wayward pines alive. It's a, it, it's the, it's the prequel to the X-Files. It's sort of X-Files. He's looking, B- they're bucolic looking. means of or relating to shepherds, pastoral, Relating to the pleasant aspects of, of the countryside. Of relating to or suggesting an idyllic rural life. Oh, I thought a it meant like... A pastoral poem. Well, I guess I'm sort of, I was sort of right. Yeah, three pastoral poems. I'll just go ahead and say I was right. Or four, archaic. Uh, old, old definition, archaic definition. A farmer, shepherd, rustic. Mm. Sleepy little town then. Yeah. So it's probably something so they shouldn't close. use on rural. IMDb no, if we all three have town. to look that shit up. <laughs> I want the hip urban scene, man. I don't want no bucolic up in my. Yeah. Well, that, that the word bucolic means something plague. different on Urban Dictionary than it does in the regular dictionary. Oh, oh, it does. <laughs> I, can, I don't know. I can. I'm guarantee, sure it does. I can <laughs> it's with. I told that Some girl to very, come over and check out my bucolic type of bukaki. <laughs> she thought I, I meant asked her for a bucolic. She, <laughs> yeah. She, she thought I meant pastoral, <laughs> but I meant in astoral. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that, that's all I've been really watching this last couple of weeks. He's trying to get some stuff started. I've watched, I did burn through the latest season of Castle completely that hit um, Netflix. Wow. You, man, you were. You were. <laughs> I think it's 27 episodes. Well, it took me two weeks. Wow. But I, I, like that show, I can get up in the morning. I have to get up in the morning super early. I put it on. I'm getting dressed, brushing my teeth, right. you can making watch. coffee, and I've watched not, not intensely. Right, put your a, eyes on it, but right, that's an, to no, it. he's he's right in front of the TV doing all that shit. Yeah. It's messy, yeah. <laughs> it's messy, terrible. messy, messy. But uh, that's an episode a day, just that way. So in two mm. weeks, that's ten episodes. But I love they have totally stuck to. And I don't think I was talking last week with the with the made up word of jump the sharky, where every episode mm-hmm. the plot is like. If it was in any other show, you'd be like, okay, this signals the (laughs) beginning of the the end. Yeah, Yeah, but every episode of that show, going all the way back to almost season one, is that way. Really? It's it's super high concept. So I'll give you uh, an example. So one of the last episodes I watched was there's these competing billionaires on uh, who wants to get a manned mission to Mars. First, and so this one billionaire has built a um, bubble, and in that he has a Martian atmosphere and a crew that's been in there for nine months, and it totally replicates the space module that they're going to land on Mars. And it's he spent like half a billion dollars doing all this, and then someone gets murdered, of course, and they have to get called in to solve the crime inside the space. simulator thing every episode yeah. is like super over the top ramped up and yeah. um n- no de- no new york detective is getting called in on all these cases right but it, it, that's the theme of the show is it's very over the top every episode interesting i've never really watched much of well and it's all about the character you it's much more about the characters are cool and you right. like them and they're and, very in in and, and then it's you about get, castle nathan Phillips. right his, and you get into deal. the little give and take between him and um 
you know the, the, the sexual tension between him and well not they're married on the show now oh now yeah at yeah. first i guess it was yeah, yeah they were there they well first she thought he was uh she loved his his books but thought he was like the scum of the earth for <laughs> yeah. like three seasons and then she slow, you know slowly he wins her over Ooh, they're gonna yeah. get together they're not gonna get together that's like two yeah. or three years but how many for, seasons have been on Seven. Well, I think eight, but the seventh year is what's on Netflix. For instance, the season opener for the one is he's driven, he's he's driving to their wedding. She's in the wedding dress, and he's on the way. He calls her and says, hey, I'll be there in a, in a, in a few minutes. He's coming on some junket. He's traveling. He's driving up to where they're going to get married, and they lose contact with him. They find his car flipped over on the side of the road. She tries to, she's in her wedding dress and trying to open the door to get in and see, she save him. He's not there. He's gone missing and he's disappeared for two months. And then miraculously in the middle of the ocean, he's discovered on some dinghy rowboat, like 35 miles out into the Atlantic sea, like two months later. That's the first episode. That's the first, maybe 20 minutes of the first episode of that of the season opener, and that's what I'm saying. It's all like super <laughs> duper over the top. Like wow. they actually have a running joke on the show about who I've saved. You know, I think I've saved your life more than you've <laughs> saved my life. Yeah. And then and then they talk, and then like, no, 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 no. That one time we were both kidnapped by those drug smugglers. That doesn't count because we both got ourselves. <laughs> oh out yeah, of we both saved each other. So it is like super over the top type stuff, but it is like a kind of tongue in cheek, funny for the most part takes itself they're, way too seriously. They're in on, in on it. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they, they, right. they, they know that we know that they know yeah, that. Yeah, that we know that we, that, you know, yeah, back and forth. Crazy, and it's, yeah. it's almost like if you took some day, some of the daytime soap opera type stuff and put it into a high concept, a lot of money thing at night and made it about New York detectives. The briefcase. I mean, that literally, at this point, the only thing that they maybe haven't done is one of them be in a coma for a season. <laughs> right. You know, and then come back totally restored at the oh, end of the season. It's just a dream. Hmm. But they've they've had they've gotten kidnapped. I don't know ten times. Um, they've both been shot almost on the death's door. It's it so it's it's entertaining, but it's kind of a lighthearted entertainment type deal. It's nothing serious over the top. And I think that's why one of the reasons it's been so successful because it is just kind of like, hey, I know these people. I'm going to watch them for an hour and and kind of hang out with some old friends, kind of thing. As opposed yeah. to they uh, we talked about that. Uh, I think. If- few podcasts ago that they have a new showrunner yeah which is probably the you know that that they're getting ready to wind it down i would think i that, that's what it sounded like even though they did nathan fillion did sign up for another season so yeah i don't know if they, probably know next if season or, eight is out or not but season seven recently loaded up so yeah. burn, i'm almost i think i've got one more episode to do and i'm burned through it yeah that's cool that's cool i didn't i've Man, I got so many shows. And I'm telling you, like he starts off as the it's it's Nathan Fillion, dude. He's all, he's like he is just showing up and playing himself. Yeah. He's the he's witty and funny and silly and childlike and got a Peter Pan complex and just having a good time and everything always works out for him. And so it's it's a pretty interesting show. I like, I like all the, right then. I like yeah. the sound of it. Do I like it. the cut of that show. I like the jib. cut of his jib. I like, <laughs> I like the cut. I'd like to cut his giblets. Whoa! Um, hey now. Hey just now. when the first episode, which is the pilot, the, it looks like you can tell that there was a pretty good 
amount of time between when they shot the pilot and they actually got the green light. Well, got around to do the show. And it's yeah. like a year, he's maybe. probably like 15 pounds heavier <laughs> in, in the second episode, and they're yeah. you know a little bit of ways down the road. But I think if I think if you if you watch it, you'll like it. But it is it, you are making a eight season commitment. Mm, yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. That's for Ron and Ginger. That that's to the <laughs> I'd grave. Be years, <laughs> I know. You'd be like, Honey, we're celebrating fifty long years together. Let's watch season three of Castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we can get through season three this year. <laughs> Maybe when you guys retire, you'll be able to catch up on some stuff. Maybe. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been sort of filtering around. I've been switching between. I'm currently hooked. Deeply back into Rome. I talked about that last oh, week. It's, Love it's greatness. That. I'm to I'm to the uh, part where uh, uh, our, our good old boy Titus is hooking up with Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. 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 I can't remember who plays Cleopatra in that. Um, I'm not sure. The short hair was off putting. I know. Well, it's, I know that was because they wore those crazy headdresses and stuff. But it was it was off putting. Yeah, and I think um, they had a very difficult time growing like long hair back then because of their diets and stuff. Let me see. And they worship the sun god. Mm-hmm. Ra, ramen noodle. <laughs> that was my uh, my 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 lord and liege during during the college years. That and a little bit of Tabasco. Ramen keep you healthy. I'm trying to remember, I can't. She wasn't in very many episodes here. Let's see. Now she was a she was not, but I want to say she's gone on to play some play. Lindsay Marshall. Oh, I have no idea who that is, except for Cleopatra. But I love that show. No, it's great. It's it's, it, it's that's got. I don't think I would rewatch it every year, but it's you can put it aside for like two or three years and then come back to it and it feels still pretty fresh. So I think they did a really good job on that. No, Ray Stevenson and, and Kevin McKidd, man, they, they kill that show and it's so good. And what, what I like too, is it, it does give you a little bit of insight into what it was like to live back then. Like with yeah. all the graffiti and stuff that they show, like you think of graffiti, you think, Oh, that's New York. No. It's been that around. In, for, it's, it's been, been around, around forever. They still, they still that like was actually it. the news graffiti was actually kind of the newspaper of Rome. Yeah, because that's, that's how you that's, could tell what was up. And yeah, that's you could stir up dissent. And yeah, it's it was interesting. It's like cross between like you, you said newspaper and billboard ab- advertising and weird erotic art. <laughs> they had they pulled no punches. Yeah, I, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Indira Varma who plays um, his wife, Kevin McKidd's wife. Yeah. Um, she's in a lot of BBC stuff. A lot of BBC stuff. I think most of those actors... They're almost all, with the exception of Kevin McKidd. Yeah. I think he's from here, but I think the rest of them almost all are exclusively English actors. Yeah. Um. The guy who plays G- Julius Caesar has been in a ton of stuff too. Yeah, he's really good. I, l- I like his character. He did a thought he did a good turn on him. That's good. All right, we'll ride it an hour. Okay, let's cut this bitch. I I. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com on Twitter at BingeWatchPC and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for BingeWatch Podcast.